ever ready? Are we ever ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 2019. Welcome. Wait, it's not 2019 at all. Oh my god. I did the same thing where I was like, oh wow, it's 1 1 2019. Shit. Son of a bitch. Well, that's the kind of year it's going to be here at the Sox cast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 2020. Episode 109, brought to you by, as always, by Moon Pies. Moon Pies, eat one, you stupid fucking idiot. I am your, <laughs> I'm your host, Polly, as always. How's everybody out there in internet land doing? How the old holidays treat you? Because it's been a while since we've done a regular one of these. I know. It's been a while. It's been a bit. I missed y'all. Last time we had, we were together, we had one, uh, we had one Samurai Karasu with us, and it was a, it was a trip. <laughs> Yep, and a treat. Yep. Always a treat. Always a treat. Always uh, a treat. So yeah, uh, to my immediate virtual right, Godspeed, you weeb emperor. It's Rhett. Hello. Hey. Barely got Skype working for this episode. Yeah, you barely did because you're roboting like crazy. But we're just gonna have to oh. deal with it, I guess. So tell tell the world about your Skype woes. That sounds fun. Tell everybody why you're going to sound like I this mean, episode. Can you hear me at all? We can hear you. Yeah, you're I can fine. hear you. You're fine now. Okay, I, but you, you've I, been I robot. the stream. Oh, jeez. No, you're coming through clearly now. Oh, I should probably close Torrance, huh? I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, there you go. That might be... You know, I've, I've got to share the Simple Gear with everyone who wants it. Oh, right. Right. You're doing that. Okay. Should be good now. All right. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Red like like desktop Skype decided it don't it don't like Red anymore. I go to open Skype like forty five minutes before the podcast. It's like I'm updating, and then it's like okay, I'm loading, and like it's loading, and it's like you're not doing anything, are you? And like the same thing happens to me with Steam sometimes. So I close it, open it up, I'm loading. Yeah, I get that too. Uh, I wasn't sure if that was just a me thing with uh, Steam or Steam's kind of fucking weird too. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, at least it's not just me. But then I went to uninstall Skype, and it's like, oh, there's two versions installed. And then I open the other one. It's like fucking Windows 8 app oh. version of Skype that's like locked into full screen. And it oh. wants to merge. And it wants to merge my local account with my Microsoft account. And I'm like, oh, this is this is murder. So I just uninstalled everything. Went reinstalled like the latest version, and it's just that same loading screen again. I'm like, oh, okay, so nothing worked anyways. So now I'm on web.skype.com. Oh, good. Yeah. Like next episode we're gonna be doing an experiment. So so hang tight. Ooh. I think it, I think it's time we hang up Skype. Um it just... Boy, it just keeps get it just keeps getting exponentially worse, despite <laughs> the fact that the call quality is usually okay. Yeah. But anyway. To my immediate virtual left, bring him the horizon. It's John Thire. Hello, everybody. It's oh my god. John. You don't sound like John. What? What do you mean? This is not my voice. <laughs> you definitely threw your voice down a little pitch. I don't know what you mean, Rhett. <laughs> Fucking good. <laughs> Hi. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. You're doing uh, you're doing great after that big old heel turn you had over <laughs> uh, the course of the holidays. That if you if you tuned into our uh, game of the year lists, you might have been able to bear witness to. That was some good stuff. Good fun times. 
You feel you feel proud of it? Uh, still feeling proud of yourself uh, about that? Well, you know what? I felt bad about it at the time, and now I basically feel fine. So don't worry. Don't worry I don't about know. my feelings. Like, when the episodes came out, it uh, felt like you had two or three days of feeling bad again. <laughs> so it felt like you got a double dose of feel bad. <laughs> oh, but it turned around. Can I? I don't have it pulled up right again. now. But a few days after, once people had started hitting it, John messages me. He goes, so many people have messaged me to say they also don't like Shovel Knight. <laughs> and then he goes, my poison is spreading. Which is so he, funny. He ended up feeling very good about it. It's like our Discord does have a group called John Thire Brain Poison. It's anybody that has a dark green name. They've been John Thire Brain Poisoned. I, I noticed that, that the other day. I hadn't seen that yet. Tinger Gemini has John Thire brain poisoning because he <laughs> because okay. he likes Beats Massacre, the okay. beat the Beats catastrophe. There's somebody oh. else. There's somebody else I gave that to because they agreed with you about something too, and I was like, "Fuck that! You've got John Thire brain poisoning as well." Excellent. I wonder who else it was. So you were literally like a virus, like just your awful opinions and ideas and. Just, just, just all the general <laughs> awfulness that mannerisms, awful mannerisms, just kind of everything that makes up the John Thire experience. Experience is uh, that's John Thire brain poison. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna be more. That, that's my. That's the New Year's resolution. Just kind of own it more. Just be more confident. And <laughs> yeah, I think about. that's that's probably gonna do you real well on the having friends thing too. I think people are just gonna flock to you for that. Like people are just, <laughs> just gonna kinda, love that. Just kind of go harder. Just go way harder than you more ever in your, in, gone in your before. Like, like, I think your New Year's resolution should just be two words. Fuck restraint. <laughs> just go all in on fucking everything. Wreck Perfect. every single thing that you come into contact with. Just kind of, yeah. Just be That's this something. whirling dervish of destruction. Like a Tasmanian devil. Like a Tasmanian takes. devil. Yeah. <laughs> like, but just with... <laughs> The worst possible takes. Cool. So, Sounds John. Good. Yeah. What? What? We we're doing a podcast, so that assumes that we have to talk about media that we've consumed. You want to go into <laughs> some of my great takes? Let's go. I mean, what better way to start a decade of more really good hot fire takes <laughs> than starting them with John fucking Thayer himself? That sounds good. All right, let's do it. What you been so, up to, John? Right after the last podcast, I finished Devil May Cry 3. That game's really good. Um, I think that game's really good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think I need to talk too much about it. It's just, like, very cool, good action design and cool, good bosses, boss design, and a lot of just... It feels real nice. They did a, they did a really great job, like, kind of... Um, punching up sort of the feel from Devil May Cry 1, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I love the I love the level. They kept but they kind of kept a lot of the eccentricities too, which I thought was really charming. Um, and I played it on yellow mode, so I got to play it the the way the original US release was experienced. So that means no no check no checkpoints. Who needs those? The levels are exactly. short anyway. They're so short. It's like what? Like 10 minutes. That's nothing. You can do that in one go. Exactly. It's not with a really hard boss right at the end. It's great. Yeah. It just great. Make, just makes it better. Just, that's a real just good. Just makes it, once I got past Ornstein Smog not 
it was all downhill from there, pretty Aww. much. I don't even know what... You told me there's one more hard boss, and I'm not even sure which one it was, because none of them really gave me too much trouble after that. Yeah, like, the only other boss that I really hate in that game is, like, the worm that flies the one early the on. Yeah, like, that's the only yeah. other boss in that game, I think, that's just egregiously terrible, because the camera, the camera doesn't work for it. Like, it's just confusing, but, like, the Agni and Rudra is such an early skill check. It's like, <laughs> Jesus! Okay, but, uh, Swordmaster, Trickster, or Royal Guard? Um, I think I stuck with Trickster, because that's the one where you can dash around, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Trickster. Yeah, I just stuck with Trickster for all of it. Trickster feels real good. Yeah, like, when you get good, actually, like, really like that. I did my last playthrough with Royal Guard, and Jesus Christ, it feels so good. Oh, that's nice. It's so meaty. <laughs> Like, you feel like Excellent. such a goddamn champion uh, playing. So good. Yeah. Uh, was it Trickster exclusive that lets you teleport around, or was that one of the... I think that's I think exclusive. that's Trickster. I think that's exclusive to Trickster. Yeah, because uh, that feels real good. Mm-hmm. When I was fighting Virgil at the end, and I would just, like, unload a big... At- he'd, like, do a big attack, and then I would, like, teleport directly in front of him, and then, like, do a combo, and it felt like a shonen anime. Like, <laughs> if anything, I feel those games encapsulate that spirit of 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 yep. especially with the big one on one versus human enemies. Mm-hmm. Devil May Cry games always feel like they capture like a shonen anime type feel more than fucking entire games dedicated to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the teleporting at the end, I was just like, okay, yep, I know what this you is, want me to this do. This is here. not even this is not a scripted sequence. This is just. How cool the innate fighting feels. Yeah. This is really nice. This is Devil May Cry as it is intended. It's just, yo, you're, like, you stick with it, you're gonna love it, because it just makes you always feel cool at all times. This goes down real smooth. Yeah, um, yeah. I just watched Matthew Matosis's whole Let's Play commentary where he no damage, Dante Mate must dies, Devil May Cry 1. I and watched then that last night. The... I'm oh, sorry? Yeah. I watched that last night, too. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So it's real fresh in my mind. Yeah, it was just a real good watch. Just like, oh, man, yeah, this this is really cool to look at these bosses at, like, a high level. I'd be interested in seeing how that, how Devil May Cry 3 holds up under that lens, too. Mm -hmm. Because at a certain point, you can, it's hard to know, like, how, that's those kinds of challenge runs where you can really just sort of drill down deep into how, how, like, sharply made that kind of action design is. Yeah, like, uh-huh. like, you can really scrutinize just how well these enemy designs hold up. Like, mm. are they as fair as they might seem on normal? Like, does this hold up, or or did they modify the rules any for, for the mm. harder difficulties and things like that? That was so cool, seeing all the ways that they actually just changed. Yeah, they actually do straight up just change the rules. Dante must die. Yeah, yeah, Dante Must Die changes the rules entirely. Mm-hmm. No health regen on Devil Trigger. That's real <laughs> fucked! <laughs> Play that the first and time. And enemies do get devil trigger. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Just regular enemies. That's beautiful. Such. A um, I think I think I ultimately still liked Devil May Cry One a little more because mm-hmm. it is weirder and because there's a space harrier segment. Oh well. And, yeah, an, okay. and an escape sequence. Yeah. And like, come on. Right. And Devil May Cry versus Devil May Cry Three, which has a giant t- teleport hatch room. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, Man, that game's so good. Except uh, for that fucking teleport hatch room. Except you don't even have to beat them all. There's like this weird. You only have to fight like somebody just said to me like you only have to fight these three bosses, which yeah. is 
And I just did that. I was like, all right, I sort of cheated there, but I'm kind of happy to be done with this. So Yeah. Yeah. Weird. But besides that, very good, good, cool game. And, I'm, and I immediately went out and bought DMC4 and DMC and DMC5. Nice. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a good time. I'm really excited about 4 because apparently Nero's whole deal is like grappling and throwing. Oh, yeah. You're going to really, really like that. Yeah, I really like him because that's the... That's like the the soldiers on um, Leona's team are all like that, mm-hmm. um, and Alex in Street Fighter Three. Like that's just my entire jam. Yeah, is that kind of is do that kind of get in and then just throw shit or throw people around? It makes me feel good. Yeah, like that shit. But yeah, 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 yeah. That gets expounded upon a lot in Devil May Cry Five. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good shit. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited. And I ended up excited about the the American remake because, like that that everyone seemed to like that one when it came out. People seemed to turn over time, huh? Really? Is you that think fair? that's the narr- You think that's the narrative that happened with DMC? Because DMC was pretty much universally hated by pretty much the entire fan base, uh, but reviewers liked it. Okay, maybe I'm just thinking of reviewers. I know that wow. reviewers, like, it got a lot of critical acclaim, um, mm-hmm. but within the fandom itself, I think everybody was just a bunch of piss babies about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, I've played probably a fourth of the game, and it feels totally fine to me. Like, it, the mm-hmm. lot, like, it But he's got, different! He's, he's different. emo! He's different and emo, and it's, like, a different take. Like, it's, like, like, you can't tell me that. A different edgy team. Yeah, like, like it's I'm literally so just. Dante has always been an edgy fucking teenager, and if you're playing these games and you're taking these ser- these stories and characters seriously, you're probably still like 14 years old. <laughs> like that's the only fucking solution that I can think of because, like, this the way people pissed and shit their pants over DMC Devil May Cry just astounds me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just y'all are fucking stupid. Shut up. Yeah. So I was happy to just buy that one, and then people were like, "You, you got that one? Why would you buy that one? <laughs> God, fucking insufferable assholes with the most bit. Man, that is a thing that I really want tuned out of my life in the next decade is basic bitch ass opinions about anything. <laughs> that's a good. T- that's a good goal. I just. I was just gonna say, like, I think the narrative on DMC, the American one has kind of turned around a bit because people hated it at launch. Oh, yeah. But then yeah. They, they put out the definitive edition, which actually did rebalance some stuff, and I think people kind of softened up a lot to it with that gotcha. version. I think it's like the kind of... The, like the, the, I think like what happens is that, like it's the Final Fantasy thirteen story, I yeah. think, where it comes out, it like critics like it, they're pretty okay on it, and then... Mm-hmm. The fan base fucking hates it. And then yeah. and then all the people with the basic bitch-ass opinions eventually just leave and find something else to latch on to. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, then, yeah. okay, now we can actually have a discourse about this without the, the discourse just being, man, that fucking sucks! Hey, everybody, <laughs> this sucks! I hate this thing! It sucks! It's, it's so different! I think in this case, it was literally, like... There are angels and demons and like angel weapons and angel or demon weapons. And you literally had to use certain weapons on certain enemies yeah. and people hated that. So I think in the definitive edition, you can just use whatever. Yeah, I think okay. like they literally incorporated mods people had made on the PC version into huh. the f- final version of the game. Yeah, yeah. Whatevs. That yeah. works. 
I'm excited. I'm really excited to continue with it. I really like Devil May Cry. It's just one yeah. and three just completely resonated with me. It is I funny. I played two at some point. Oh, I've played all of four and DMC, the, the reboot. And I thought DMC was fine. So cool. Like it, it's got its own style. It's there's some really cool bosses in it. Mm-hmm. Like it is. Oh, like, yeah. Like that. Like I feel that in terms of set pieces and just evoking yeah. that same feeling of coolness, I think that mm-hmm. like DMC absolutely gets it. And yeah. anybody that says it doesn't is just being willfully fucking stupid about it. Yeah, that seems fair to me. Um, also, it's really cool um, figuring out that Hideki Tsuno um, took over with three and then four and then five. Yeah. And then looking through yeah. his whole, like, ludography, basically, just being like, oh, he worked on all these cool fighting games. Yeah. Beat em ups yeah. in the and, 90s. And, okay. And just today on Twitter, Kamiya was like, yeah, Itsuna was actually brought in at the end of DMC2 to try and save it, and he couldn't. And it he was too late. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, even I couldn't save that. It, <laughs> it was weird seeing him be humble about something. Like, listen, I'm not throwing this guy under the bus. Yeah, like he's... That was just a fucked project. Yeah, like that project was just fucked from the get-go. It was meant to be a mess. Like, that, like Capcom went entirely wrong with that shit. They just tried to be mass appeal. They took away all of the fucking bite that Devil May Cry has to try and make it appeal to a larger audience. Jeez. And it... Like and it worked because because for the first two or three weeks that game was sold out. Oh, that's wild! But (laughs) now there's a narrative that changed, and and then you get to Devil May Cry Devil May Cry five years later, and that game is literally a footnote in the in the history of Devil May Cry that you access on the main menu. It's like, oh yeah, and some shit in Devil May Cry two happened. Whatever. It's a collection of one and three, of Devil May Cry one and three, <laughs> and there's this other thing. I guess you can buy Devil May Cry two separately on the Switch. Wow, oh, really? That's wild. That's very funny. I was just, they I just got that collection. They should have done a new collection. That's just the, tri- just call it like trilogy <laughs> one, three, and four. One. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, this, this game just rules a lot, and then, um, and also it's another, it was, I just really had a good, also, Itsuno did Dragon's Dogma, Mm -hmm. and he was literally, like, in interviews, like, yeah, I really want to do kind of like a Western, like those Western RPGs, but I wanted to make combat that was good. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, just like, saying it very flatly like that, it was very good. And I love it, If you played Skyrim... (laughs) You'd understand. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, this and I combat love... in those games is dog shit. Mm-hmm. And I and I love that Itsuno's like 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 he was ready to leave Capcom, and he was like, "The only way you're getting me to stay is if you let me make Dragon's Dogma two or Devil May Cry 5. I'm I am leaving unless I get to make one of those. Huh? <laughs> Hell yeah! God, so was... now what? He got one to do one of them. I yeah. I, I look. I, I fully see Dragon's Dogma two. In, in Capcom's future, because I feel like Capcom is on an upswing right now, and they're making a lot oh, of yeah. good moves. I mean, they are, they are a large AAA company, and they are inevitably going to fuck it up. Don't worry. They're <laughs> going to. Cycles repeat themselves for a reason. Mm-hmm. But for now, Capcom is on an upswing, and they've curried a lot of good favor, and yeah. I think they're making a lot of real smart fucking moves right now. God, mm-hmm. that reminds me. I saw a list of, like, best-selling Capcom games ever. 
And Monster Hunter World is like so far ahead of everything else. It's crazy. It's absolutely like, nuts. Like number two, I forget what it was, but was that like seven million or something? In Monster Hunter World, they said had sold like fourteen million. Yeah, like twice as it's much. Twice as much as second place. God, those games really connect with people. It's really cool. Well, no, they always connected so with active. people in Japan. They yeah. could never get that series to stick outside of Japan until World Monster Hunter World stuck. finally fucking did. Yeah, they World finally is stuck. did. It. And it's I because, and they, I think it's because yeah. they westernized it quite a bit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember when they were releasing like Wii games and 3DS games, and I'm like, why the fuck are you not putting this on the HD consoles or PC? And they finally did. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I mentioned Dragon's Dogma being like Western RPGs. Hey, guess what? Yo, I I played I played some PC style Western RPGs. <laughs> uh oh. And I'm not through with them yet, because they're very mm. long, like those yeah. games do. Yeah, these things tend to... The, yeah, Western RPGs tend to have a bit of meat to them. Yeah. So, I made a total impulse decision. Somebody mentioned... So, I think what specifically happened is that um, Spiderweb Software... I made a tweet about them, like, a year ago, and some rando was Twitter-searching, saw it, and then <laughs> added me, like... Oh, something, something, something. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Thanks. Kind of shoe, please. Yeah, yeah. And then I and then I thought, like, I wonder what they've been doing up to lately. And I looked at Spiderweb Software, who are who is basically just this guy, Jeff Vogel, who's been making PC Western-style RPGs since the 90s. Mm-hmm. He's made, like, 25. <laughs> it's pretty that's mostly a, by himself. That's, a, that's an extensive... It's a he's he's, he's prolific. Yeah, he's very just prolific. Just been kind of doing it. A bunch of them are remakes of older games, so I'll like remake an, an older one in a new engine mm-hmm. with extra content, that kind of thing. Um, and he just came out with a new one called Queen's Wish: colon, The Conqueror, mm-hmm. and it had a very specific thing that was very that made it very um, different from all the other thing, all the other games he's released. Mm-hmm. Do y'all do y'all want to know what that is? What, what would that be? It has an iPhone port. Um, the others were iPad only or PC uh, only. Wait, okay. iPad only? iPad only because they had big screen. They're, yeah, they're um, Western R- isometric Western RPGs where you click click yeah. around. They have big old things. And this was the first one that was iPhone. And it seemed like fate, y'all. I was just <laughs> like, well, you know what? Well, I'll give this one a shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, se- it seems like fate, though. All right. All right. And, I- <laughs> and I downloaded it. And I played a bunch of that lunch break, and I kept playing it. That that, and I played it for like six more hours that night. <laughs> and I was very, very late to work. And then like five more hours the next day. Jeez. And then I was like, "Oh, I really like this." So you can like, this, this is not Steam. what I. I did not expect this to land the way that it landed at all when I was watching you. Uh, uh, kind of started on yeah, it. Yeah, like when I was watching, like like this is going to be like a one or two day thing, right? And, oh, nope, he's still going. I'm still going. It's like three weeks later because it's like a 50 hour game. <laughs> and it's the premise is that you're the third son of a royal family mm-hmm. and you're just a piece of shit. Your family, um, your older siblings, your older siblings are just really, really good and productive and helpful for your family. And you just do nothing all day. <laughs> and your mom and your family get sick of it and they just throw you through a magic portal into a rebelling colony, and then tell you to take care of it. It's a very Konosuba-ish, in a way. Yes. 
and you're locked back back out and you just and they give you a bunch of resources there's an army on the way there's xyz but then you just have to start start from scratch and build up this old colony that got taken over mm. um and it's a grid based game top down clip art looking <laughs> art basically mm. like literally it is a lot of like open source art um nothing wrong with that yeah nothing wrong with that yeah. no I mean, music makes, that makes sense given how many games this guy exactly. seems to be making yeah mm-hmm. but this is also a brand new engine so was, this was like a two-year uh, project so so and it's a new world and a new story he usually works in like trilogies or whatnot um and it opens up you do like one mission and then it completely opens up and you're basically you can go in three different directions and then all of them are one different colony you need to take back over and all of them have their own culture all of them have their own ways you need to ingratiate yourselves with them every quest you do accumulates resources for your different forts mm-hmm. um which you which directly influence how strong you are you only get um, experience points for finishing quests and any dungeon you have to do it all in one go so what this means is that you cannot you can't grind because you only get xp for finishing quests and dungeons are really tense because if you leave then you just have to start them back over all the fights are hand put together mm-hmm. um there's no like just like random in fights like all the they the fights are right on the screen on the map you're exploring, right. and they're all just like carefully laid out. A lot of them have custom dialogue preceding them, um, so the the fighting is is sort of SRPG ish, but faster, and it's directly on the maps you're exploring, mm-hmm. and it's very smart. And every encounter is kind of unique because it's not just a bunch of monsters that you can create a bunch of infinite encounters out of. It's all handcrafted basically right 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 and the reason this game works so well for me is a it's the writing's funny like like i started off with him just being a big old piece of shit like that's <laughs> and that's how you uh, connect with john is first of all just be, oh, a big old, just be a big old piece of shit no he's not he's not that he's he's actually a lot nicer than the the other royal family because you'll you'll like run into moral quandaries basically like, do you want to do a slavery or not? And then, <laughs> oh, no, don't do a slavery. No, that'd then, be like, bad. So, like, I, like, went to my mom. I was like, hey, can I not do a slavery? And she said, ugh. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is typical of you, I guess. You got that weird noble streak. Fine, if you don't want to do a slavery, then don't do a slavery. It's your prerogative. I'm going to get that on a shirt. Don't do a slavery. Mm-hmm. So that, that's one of the good moral choices you get. Um... So it's just immediately completely open ended. I've started on veteran just for the shit, just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the there's still torment is the highest difficulty. So it wasn't like the hardest thing, but I wanted some teeth. Mm. Um, and it just all of the systems just perfectly mesh together. Like everything feels good. Finishing a quest does like four like progresses you on like three different fronts. Like you get XP. You'll get resources a lot of the time. You might get access to new characters. You might do X, Y, Z. It'll progress the main quest. It'll do X, this and this. It's just a bunch of systems that feed into each other just kind of pristinely. Like, it feel, like we talked about that with Ease 8. Like, mm-hmm. I I think just like with the way the systems tie into the scenario here, this feels even tighter to me than Ease 8. Like, it's just 
is just popcorn. For, it's just candy for my brain, <laughs> just constantly. Are you saying the numbers get bigger? I'm not. I'm saying the numbers get bigger, but it's not just. It's not just that because, like I said, you can't grind. No. Uh, it's it's smart, and you have to think about it. <laughs> So I'll get to a hard quest, and then I'll be like, no, I can't do that. Like, John, this is way too hard. John, John's yeah. just asserting his intelligence here. He's very yeah. smart, and this is a smart game for smart people like John Thayer. Exactly. Um, so it just feels <laughs> so good. I'm just, I've, I've just progressed, I've sent out my tendrils into all three colonies now, and I'm almost near the end of all three of them. I've just been progressing each of them until they get hard, and then I go to a, to a different one and start progressing that line, and I'll go to a different one and progress that line. And you've still and not done a slavery. I've still not done a slavery. Good job. Everybody, <laughs> give the boy a hand. Didn't do a slavery. Now, now if my mom had told me, um, no, you have to do a slavery, I don't know what I would have done, because her turns out playing a game with a mean mom that's withholding of affection and my brain just short circuits like what <laughs> what am i supposed what no so so don't do a slavery unless your mom tells you to do a slavery mm, they did they did ask me to officially issue a statement saying that when we did do slavery before it was bad and i um the narration told me that my mom would be mad if i did that so i didn't i just said <laughs> Um, the practice of slavery was bad when it was happening. That's a bad system, and I didn't. And I specific there's a specifically a moral choice where you can like say no, or you can do an actual apology, or you can do a mealy mouth non-apology. And I went with the mealy mouth. Oh my God! You U.S. politics the shit like, out yeah. of that because I really, really didn't want to make my mom mad at me. We're sorry you were offended by our slavery in the past. <laughs> Oh, sorry that you were offended by the slavery. Uh, is that the queen's wish that she wants you to do a slavery? The queen's wish is for me to is for me to not disappoint her again. Okay. And I'm, I'm I think I'm doing a good job. You can't. There's a whole path where you can just say fuck it and like rebel and help them all rebel against the queen. I have no idea what that looks like. So uh, I'm just. Is somebody it, popping something? No. Because I keep hearing a ping kind of sound and it's driving me nuts is it this no there's something okay, that that's me pumping my closet there's something that's pinging and it's, it's driving probably me. me i don't know why though it just kept happening when john was talking oh it's driving that's me just, nuts. my my voice is just an innately creates like an, an an obnoxious frequency that only polly can hear that must be it <laughs> so well, bring back that evil john voice from the start <laughs> hello everybody um, no, but there was again. so I'm I'm having an absolute blast with this. I'm really excited to wrap it up. It just it just that... feels good on all fronts, and the fighting is very fun, um, and the writing is re really nice. It just feels like completely together, and apparently it's pissing off Spiderweb Software fans because it's very different from the previous. Games. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Because <laughs> the other because the other ones you you get experience for killing random mobs, and the random mobs just spawn over and over, so you could grind. Uh, and then a number, of, and it's not isometric. It's top-down square tiles, as God intended. What the fuck is the isometric RPG like? That doesn't mean that's nothing. It, obviously, it should be top-down. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm hoping to spin this off into John becoming a lot more open to this sort of experience. I can probably talk about that more, but I think after Rhett. Oh boy. What have you been up to? I don't know. <laughs> No, I know. I just 
I've been up to a lot over the last couple of weeks, so I had to kind of trim down my list of like, okay, what are I think the most important things to talk about? Because it has been almost a month since yeah. we, we were last together. And I've watched a lot of anime. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to talk about that. So, uh, <laughs> this is... I don't... Okay, give me a second, Polly. So, uh, let's take the temperature of the room. There's this game that came out in 2014 called Shovel Knight. How do we, we all feel about that? <laughs> well... I, I think it's one of the finer releases of the past decade, personally. Yeah, cool. Yeah, th- they released these expansions for them. Uh, Plague of Shadows. What's the, sec- the second one called? The Spectre Knight thing. Spectre of Torment. Spectre of Torment. I didn't like that one. It was okay. I thought you really liked it, and then I was just, I almost completely bounced it's, off it. It's the, it's the only one that I 100%ed, weirdly enough. That's wild. <laughs> but I think that it's just, like, one of the... Because it's easy to do. Like, finding all the Red Skulls is mm-hmm. not really that hard to do. Yeah. Spectre, I played that Spectre one. Spectre Knight is the coolest of the bosses, though. Like, to be fair. He, he's pretty cool, but he's Plague Knight cool. is cool yes, in, a, in a dorky way, I think. Yeah, I like Plague Knight for his dorkiness. Yeah. So, uh... That game came out in 2014, and at the very end of 2019, they released another damn expansion. They actually did two expansions, because there's also this fighting game thing. And it's real bad. And it's real bad. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <that's... laughs> no, I, I like that. I played Towerfall for like six hours over the Christmas break, and I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah, so Towerfall's good. Like Towerfall yeah. is good. Like I think maybe... You could have fun playing with actual people on Shovel Knight Showdown. Probably. But oh, yeah, unlo- that's the only reason to play those kind of sorts of games. But to I'd unlock buy. everything, you have to do their single player. Yeah. And the single player yes. ends up being like, hi, how about you versus three or four AI uh... at the same time? And you just get fucking murdered, like stunlocked to death. It's bad. Anyways, I didn't play much of that. I played King of Cards, the final single player expansion. Oh, boy, the Shovel one Knight. that was clearly geared toward me. Because there's a card mini game. Oh boy! Okay, so the card mini game is truly optional. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to the first town, like it kind of presents itself to you, and you can just literally immediately turn and walk out of the town. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do if I walked into and the a town game... and they were like, "Hey, do you want to play cards?" I would not say a word. I would turn around and fucking leave. I don't even think you have to get to the, hey, do you want to play cards? I think you can just enter the town and then just immediately leave and the game keeps going. <laughs> and then, like, due to the how the, to the world map, due to the setup of the world map, like, you don't even necessarily have to go to the other towns that have the card game in it. So you can just play the entire thing as a platformer. There's one boss at the end that requires you to do all the card stuff, which I still did. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's an optional thing, though. Like, I almost missed it until somebody posted a screenshot. I was like, oh, oh, I should probably go do the hidden boss. Because I already finished the card game. I just had missed this one specific NPC that you talked to. Mm. Uh, I like this one a lot more than Spectre Knight. Mm-hmm. I think King Knight, his moveset, is like kind of a really interestingly... It's very simple. So yeah. it kind of gets a lot of that movement stuff that Spectre Knight had, but in doing it in a way simpler way, mm-hmm. because all he has is a shoulder chip, a shoulder bash. Oh yeah, he's like Wario. Yeah. Now. Oh right. Yeah. He like does a shoulder dash and then goes into a pirouette. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> it's interesting. It's so, very graceful. 
Well, it's just interesting how much they get out of this move set that is basically one bu- or literally one button. Because yeah. you, pr- you 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 do your shoulder bash, and if you miss, nothing happens. Obviously, you just stop moving. But at the end of the shoulder bash, you can actually press the button again and do an invincible dodge roll, which I did like three times ever. Oh, because wow. you know how in Shovel Knight when you get those uh, like the relics or the spirits or whatever the special moves mm-hmm. like they'll have a little obstacle course designed to show off how to use that one yeah so i did the one for the dodge roll and then basically never used it again <laughs> after that i would just forgot that it was a thing but it's cool that it's there yeah mm-hmm. but thank you so, thank you tingu if, very much for the ten dollars jesus jesus oh you're gonna finally get in the skype bucks there you or, go mm-hmm. Somebody wants some poly points. <laughs> Continue, right? Yeah, so if you shoulder bash into an enemy, then you go into the pirouette and can bounce on top of them like, uh, you know, kind of the downward thrust from Shovel Knight or DuckTales or Link mm-hmm. 2 or anything. What's interesting, though, is that you can shoulder bash into walls and also activate that pirouette state. Yeah. And then... There are walls that will be like slimy, so when you shoulder bash them, you don't get the spin off of it. And it's just interesting the way the the way they design these levels to where like like the the movement of shoulder bashing into a wall to go into the the pure wet spin and then kind of hop back up around the corner of the wall like it's kind of a ledge grab, and it just it feels very good in a weird way. Yeah. It looked weird to me. Like anytime I've watched somebody yeah. kind of stream a bit of it, it looks a little unwieldy, but then again, I haven't yeah. touched this game. I haven't touched it at all mm-hmm. just because it was like, Oh God, a card game. I'm not touching that. Fuck that. Yeah. But then like, <laughs> you know, obviously no, like it's, it's, it's optional now. So I'll probably give it a shot at some point. Just not in and any the, big hurry. Yeah. And then everyone hated the card game because it's really not good. It's not. No, I've watched people play the card game, and it's like there's nothing interesting or fun about this card game at all. I've even seen people bitch who people who like card games bitch about it because they're like, "Oh, this isn't really a card game. It's more of a tile." Yeah, it's a tile. Like it's a tile forcing game where you just you're moving the other person's tiles around. Yeah, the best part is that. Chester, you know, the guy who lives in the chest and sells you stuff in the mm-hmm. main game, mm-hmm. he'll he'll give you cheats for the card game that are, like, ridiculous. That's really one. cool. So when you're doing a boss fight in the card game, you just kind of get to the end of the play and then do this one cheat card that is flip cards that are on a gem mm-hmm. to be your color. Oh, That's, so, like, the biggest cheat ever. It's really big, a really big cheat. <laughs> So I can just get to the end of a match when there's only like one or two tiles left and then just play that to flip all the things to my color. The AI just literally can't do anything about it because there's no room left to move. (laughs) It's real goofy. It sounds like that's something that may have been added at the end because they realized testers probably didn't like the card game. (laughs) Because like, I was trying to play... John, your fake sincerity. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I'm loving this fake sincerity and fake I'm not, interest. I'm just like, oh, I'm... oh, you're so broken up. He's so broken up that the card that was, game's that was a negative. That was a, that was nice. Like, oh, I'm sorry that people aren't enjoying the card game. Because, like, for a while, I was like, oh, th- these cheats seem ridiculous. I'm going to try to do the card game without cheats. And then I got to the first boss, who is the Black Knight, mm-hmm. and he starts. 
like launching fireballs at the board to blow up my cards and i'm like okay i'm fucking cheating against this bullshit like the enemies also do their own nonsense like one of them just has like a spell that makes it so you have to do your move in like five seconds or else your turn just ends oh that sucks yeah it gets real kind of nonsense one of the bosses is mona and i don't even remember what her special was but it's cool because once you beat her she'll hang out on your ship yo we always need more mona around yeah, so there, there's a tiny bit more Mona in this game. Uh, the levels in so the levels in the main game are very short compared to Shovel Knight's levels. Yeah, these are like like Mario three kind of. That's exactly. Oh, I heard that. I heard that exactly once, and I was like, "That's my speed." That's exact. It's kind of. Jesus, my screensaver just went on because I hadn't moved the mouse for a well, bit. Well, because, Sorry. like, the, the, the bosses aren't in the stages anymore. Yeah, the bo- I mean, they are sometimes, but <clears throat> most stages are just one checkpoint and then the level ends. Oh, that's so nice. So, yeah, it's a kind of a combination between Mario 3 and Mario World because there's also lots of secret exits. Uh-huh. And then you can... The secret exits will kind of take you towards the end of the game faster, hmm. but then eventually you'll just want to backtrack. But, yeah, it's interesting... On, like, the second map screen, I just, like, did secret exit, secret exit, regular level, and I'm just at the end already. And I'm just, like, I just skipped, like, 80% of this. Jeez. <laughs> and I haven't, and I've not fought any bosses yet, because, like, a lot of the bosses will just be wandering around, like... Like, like Hammer Plague Brothers and, and Mario 3. Yeah, but I think, like, instead of Hammer Brothers, it's just the Plague Knight fight is a random event, which is kind of crazy. That's, that's real weird. I think like, the way they... The yeah. way they chose to modify this structurally is it it's a weird late game play. Yeah. I mean they realized it would be they realized the levels were too long. They're like here, let's make the levels not too long. Perfect. Yeah. But I'm then not, I'm like... not going to argue that some of the levels are too long in this previous games because they kind of are. And that was like one of my big issues with Mega mm-hmm. Man 11. Is it It's like my level. only actual It's like my only actual beef. <laughs> His only Everything actual is grievance is that the Every... levels are long. Everything else is just being mean for no reason. <laughs> the thing I think the issue that arises though is that it's, now they'll have shorter levels, but then there will be like three in the same kind of tile set area. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So it's just like, oh, there's just a ton of levels now, and like they start introducing not only the gimmicks from Shovel Knight, but then like their own inventive level gimmicks. Mm-hmm. But they are just they're over so quickly because like sometimes it'll be like. New gimmick for for up to checkpoint one, then other new gimmick, and then levels over, levels over. Mm. Like some of these levels, just they feel like they don't have any space to breathe at all because they're just so short. Mm-hmm. And like the exit thing is just a ring that you grab, and it kind of brings you up back to the airship yeah. that you move around in. And they will, like, they don't even have their own kind of room, so you'll be just doing platforming, and you'll be like above a bottomless pit, and it's just like, oh, there's the end of the level, just right there. Oh, that's. It's kind of weird. I think, like, to do things like that, you need to add a little staging to it. Like, kind of how the end of, yeah. like, a Mario 3 level has got that cutoff, you know, into the yeah, card exactly. room. Like, you need a little something to kind of make it pop a little bit. A little something, something. They just, it does feel like they kind of all just end a little abruptly. Yeah. Because even then, like, even when Mario 3 will also, like, if you're doing an underground level, then you exit back up to the ground level, and then you kind of have, like, an empty room, or, like, one enemy right underneath the card. Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't It doesn't have any stingers like that, basically. Huh. Weird. There's 
there's one really good random event where the airship gets attacked, mm-hmm. so you're just like forced into a boss fight out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So they do interesting stuff like that, which if I like. Level five, if your level is a multiple of five, then you just instantly <laughs> die. I, <laughs> that that's, okay. Oh, that's a good reference. <laughs> So, like they do, they do shake it up probably even more than the previous expansions did, mm-hmm. and like I think the speedruns of this will be interesting because of how much choice you have basically in which route is you're going to go down. Even though I'm sure people have already figured out which is the fastest oh, one. Yeah, absolutely. There's that, and like his move set might yeah. be conducive to really good speedrun tech. But I think the Plague of Shadows speedrun tech is probably oh, still like it's so stupidly impressive. He moves so fast when you're just throwing those bombs right at your feet yeah but uh the other thing that's kind of weird in this one is that his health meter works a little bit differently in that like doing pirouettes on enemies tends to drop hearts yeah that looked weird to me it just seems like they kind of knew that these fights just weren't quite as tight as the other ones yeah because Mm. because you're throwing yourself into the enemy a lot like it feels weird to do that at first and then once you kind of have done it for a bit you kind of know that like you're good like there's no instances of like oh i thought i was safe and i wasn't there's no top spin bullshit going on here no oh god yeah like we figured out we figured out how to let you touch the enemy and damage them and not get damaged yourself in 2019 yeah thank god but like just in general like some of the boss fights do feel a little tanky in that like yeah they didn't look as well constructed or they yeah. the ai did not look like it was kind of playing well with what yeah. uh king knight's moves are because like a lot of times i'm just like taking a lot of damage but then getting it back yeah. when i do a, a pirouette it's, it's fine like it's not too hard i think the, the last boss is pretty good like mm. in the main game mm. but uh, it does a thing where like the last form is not very hard but it drops the floor out <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, it's, those are always fun. Yeah, so it's like, oh, this was very easy, but I still had to get to that face like three times till I got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all in all, like, I had a good time with it, but it's like, it's also like the fourth time I've been playing through this game. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, like okay. I'm glad that's over. It's just it's just diminishing returns. We're like, after, sh- after Spectre Night, I was like, oh, I'm 100% done with this. And then after this one, I'm like, Okay, this was good, but I'm 110 done with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this one, they probably do the most to change it, but it's still, it's still that same game. And like the fact that even like the Baz is a boss again, or like Hat Guy is a boss again. Like even those characters coming back, mm-hmm. as well as you know all the Order of No Quarter Knights as mostly random encounters. It just like it feels like this is the one where it really just feels like going through the motions. I guess I think it's still pretty good. I think, but the like, yeah, changes on their own are like pretty big. Like that's yeah, that's something. It's just kind of funny when I started it and then realized like the levels are really short, but there's just so many more of them. I'm like, oh my god, this is like it really is just a whole full another game. Yeah, yeah. like it's not something you can immediately knock out in like two or three hours. Mm-hmm. The other thing is though is that the story is the story is probably the most nothing of all of them because mm-hmm. like. Spectre Knight tried to be a little more dramatic and, like, have, like, this tragic backstory. 
And this one is just very much like kind of happy-go-lucky, like nothing matters. We're just going on this big adventure. We're going to be the king of cards. I like the I like the idea behind his story and him just kind of being this mama's boy that's just yeah. kind of a pansy, and it's real funny. Like it's real silly. But, like like when they embrace the sillier side of these characters, mm-hmm. like like Plague Knight works because he's just a gigantic doofus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and King Knight sounds like he works for the same reason, but then they like got ultra mega serious with Spectre and like. I get yeah. what they were trying, but it just, like, yeah, it doesn't quite work. Well, I think the issue with this one is that it has to lead into the main game. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't really do that properly at all. Mm. Oh, it's a prequel? Yeah, it's yeah. a prequel. It's a prequel, so he becomes evil at the end. And they do, like, exactly zero to set that up. Oh. So it just has this super fucking abrupt and awkward ending. Weird. Where it's just like, oh, he's... He just betrays everyone. Okay, cool. Because, hmm. you know, it's the, it's the Shovel Knight Spectre. You go meet the Enchantress at the end. Yeah. And she's like, join me. And he just goes, yes. And you're literally like, oh, okay. Whoops. Oh. So you kind of like, it's a, it's like this predestined thing that's going to happen. Kind of like the end yeah. of Steins Gate Zero, where you can't really have a climax because you already know what's going to happen. And the climax yeah. to Steins Gate it's Zero weird. isn't the climax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because it had to had to let into, lead into the first game, it's just like, oh, maybe it could have worked that more into the story, but they don't really. Yeah, but, it'd be nice if they made some different games. Yeah, that's been like six years. Well, that it, kind of, like this these were Kickstarter backed things though. But so they, they have whether whether or not it was obligated by like the Kickstarter, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. it was like good like the right choice necessarily for how they allocate their resources probably i mean i agree at this point of like when you say playable character like they could have easily just stuck these new characters into the shovel knight campaign and they went Mm. increasingly different with the structure each time where like plague knight basically is that character in the shovel knight levels tweaked a little bit and then the last completely made new levels yeah Mm mm-hmm and it's so just it's like, very cool. It's very cool that they did that, and I respect it. Yeah, it's but it's taking. Like, so it's not long. what. I, it's not what I like in my ideal yeah. world would have had out of a, a out of a promising. New yeah. dev. Basically. Like I'm not like, sure I would have enjoyed six years of working on that game if that were mm-hmm. what I had to do. Like yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, you can definitely envision a world where instead of Spectre and King Knight, there's just a new, a 100% new game that they've made instead. Yeah, and that's. Or, like, two of them. I don't know. Like, I don't... I don't want to, you know, throw stones too much, but I don't understand why King Knight took so long, because it's been, like, over two years. I guess it was about two years between Spectre and King Knight, which is crazy. Mm. But... Well, they also did the, um... They also did the Towerfall thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's five. Five games. It's five games. There, yeah, you can buy most of them individually. Yeah, you're getting a hell of a deal if you buy that treasure trove. <sighs> yep. But yeah, it. But I mean, you... like if they made on, if um Joy Masher made Oni Ken and then they made Oni Ken one point five. Oh, 1. 5 oh and no. Then yeah. If there were five Oni Ken games instead of having all these other cool yeah. things, like like yeah. they 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 just consistently keep upping the ante for what they're doing, which which mm-hmm. keeps them exciting as a developer. <laughs> Yeah. When you beat all four campaigns on like your sa- same profile, mm-hmm. 
there's a special screen that says like Shovel Knight Project 2013 2019. It's just Aww. like, oh man. That's actually That's pretty sweet. sweet. Yeah. It's really sweet. And they're like, thank you for sticking with us and, you know, <laughs> playing all the damn campaigns. God. That's um, I want to take a second to appreciate Colin's joke. Oni Ken, Oni Ryu, Oni Akuma. God damn it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, that's King of Cards. I liked it. And then the secret boss, I showed John what the reference is. It's very good. Oh, it is I, a good reference. I don't know why they throw that in as a thing at the end, but it's very funny. I almost wonder if it's a hint towards their next game. Hmm. Which would be interesting. They'll probably... God. What if they just make Shovel Knight 3D? <laughs> I'll be real mad. I'll <laughs> like, be I'll be mad if that's what happens. That would be hilarious. Just It'd be like, hilarious. It, it, <laughs> and it would be so where we are at in gaming in 2020. Yeah. But I would be so fucking mad if that's what they did. I I could see them continuing with the IP. Mm-hmm. Shovel Knight 64. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if it had a cool, like, kind of pixely early 3d look to it that'd be really cool they probably wouldn't go for that given that shovel knight already does not give a shit about looking like an 8-bit game anymore no not at all not at all not at all like i played this whole thing yeah until just now i forgot that they were like doing a retro i mean you could put put shovel knight in any art style i saw this really good green and orange art style he was in (laughs) oh that's their next game there you go Shovel shmup. A shovel shmup. Just a, a crossover with uh, that hot indie sensation Zero Ranger. There you go. <laughs> shovel, shovel lights and everything else. Might as well. You might as well. <laughs> Man, that art looks so real, too. Like, it looked so official. Uh, <laughs> so who did that? I don't know. It, I just... I, just a random fan I art? just saw it linked on uh, a shmup forum. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck? It was like, well, this is too good for me to not take and put it on Twitter and oh, make the, John Thire mad. The <laughs> levels of irony of those two things being crushed together. I know, it's so good. It's, it's the yin and the yang. Yeah, it, it just worked out. <laughs> the well. game of the year versus <laughs> I don't like Shovel Knight. <laughs> like literally two sides of the same coin. It's so yeah. good. But they're friends now. They're friends now. It's all, It's okay. Polly, have you been up to anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've played some oh, video. Yeah. I've played some video games. Okay. How about them video games? Video games are okay, I guess. I haven't played any good ones so far, but oh no! <laughs> so, um, whoops, I might have spoiled my segment. Uh, I didn't get a good start to games so far <clears throat> uh, in 2020 yet. Uh, the first game, or well, actually, it was the second game I played, but it's the first game I want to talk about because it was the one I just played most recently. Was Gato Roboto. Oh no! This is a. Oh, uh, no. This is um one of those kinds of games. It's a black and white it's, Metroidvania. It's a black and white Metroidvania. Yeah. I'm except sure it's, it's not really. Except it's really not a Metroidvania at all. Uh, oh, cool. Because it's really just like you go into the levels and you finish the levels, and then after you finish the level, you can get everything that is in that level that you couldn't get before, and there's literally, like, no backtracking at all. Like, you don't ever have to go back to, like, the first area you go into. Okay. So, it it doesn't really have that, like, it, like, it has a map, but it doesn't need one. Um, 
and it has all of these extra rooms that it probably doesn't need to make the game seem bigger. Uh, but uh, for all intents and purposes, this is not one of those kinds of games, despite the fact that everybody's going to tell you it is. Uh, but yeah, there's, I, mean, there's... I, I realized that word had no meaning when it started being applied to dead cells. That's what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Anyway, this is, yeah, as I say, monochrome, one of those kind of games. It's just a simple little platformer. The, the premise, like, it's like, uh, you're, you're answering a distress call and your, your, your ship crashes, but the captain of the ship is injured, so his cat has to put on a power suit and go down and do the exploring, and that's kind of like, the hook is like, hey, if you want to have something on the internet that gets a lot of views, just put a cat in it. That's kind of like the, the, the cynical way of looking at this game, I suppose. Um, and, um... Is the cat cute, Polly? Not is really. Is cat? Not really. I, I I was not moved one way or another by You're not moved by this cat. I was not moved not by this cat in the slightest. It was just kind of like, well, it's. A, I mean, yeah, it's a cat in a video game. Okay, I Momodora did it first. <laughs> hey, Polly, can you pet the kitty? No. You can't pet the kitty. Well, no. fuck that game. Then the, the, you are the, the kitty. You are the kitty. Uh, you can like run up walls and stuff, and you and when you're like the like the only thing that kind of like the only cool hook I think that this game has is that you can get out of the suit and run around as the cat and like run infinitely <gasps> up walls and stuff, and it dies in one hit. And, like, another cool thing is, like, when you get out of the suit, the entire HUD disappears, too. So, it's, like, like the HUD is tied to you being in the suit, uh-huh. which is, like, that's, yeah, that's, that's, like that's another cool little, like, like, it's got all these nice little cosmetic touches and stuff, but just as a game, it's just really boring. Uh-huh. Like, I, it doesn't really do anything interesting at all. Um, <laughs> like, it has this one joke, one joke that it keeps going back to, and, it, like, tell me how many times you would find this funny. Okay, you're a cat, okay. you're a cat in a spacesuit, and you're interacting with a computer that is giving you very long descriptions of the tasks at hand that you need to take care of, right? Giving mm-hmm. you like these are like 10 to 15 text boxes length. And <laughs> you're a cat. So, what do you think a cat's reaction to somebody saying 15 text boxes worth of speeches? Meowing. There you go. Now, how many times would that be funny? Zero. See, it's zero or one is the correct answer to that question. Is the correct answer to that question, and this game does it like seven to ten times. It just oh, keeps... I said four. That's more than I said. I was it, being generous. It just keeps doing it over and over, all the way down to the ending. Like it's just like, yep, you keep you, you're still doing that, and the end of the game what? just comes like so abruptly too. It was just like, uh, what? what? Uh, cool. Okay. <laughs> Not the ending I was expecting, but we'll go with it. The I cat guess. dies. No, it doesn't. The cat escapes. Okay. And then it leaves the rainbow trail. And, oh my god, it's uh It's Neon Cat! It, you know what? If they would have at least done that, it would have been funny because the whole game's in monochrome. But then, like, yeah. for that moment of them speeding off and escaping, putting the little rainbow trail behind the ship would have been pretty funny. Does the cat sleep on the keyboard? No, it does not. The cat should hit the mouse. I, I saw this game and I had this like extreme negative gut response because I'm just still so burned up about minute. I yeah, <laughs> I like, just hated minute so much. Like there is nothing about this game that is out and out bad except maybe like the bosses have way too much health for Ooh. the dumb simple patterns they have. 
But it's not hard, right? It's just It's not hard. Slow. It's just literally you will sit there you will be sitting there pounding on a boss for three or four minutes just because it has Ugh. so much <laughs> health. Uh, and like none of the upgrades let you do more damage or anything so it's just man these boss fights are way too long why is this ugh. yeah like i don't know like this game's cheap i guess <laughs> i guess that's why i never expected much from it it's like oh this is four bucks yeah it's like four bucks i got it for free yeah i got it for free because i got it on one of those like like i had a five thousand point uh, coupon. coupon for the winter sale. Uh, so I just redeemed it on this because there was really nothing else worth $5 that I saw. I was like, well, I might give that a look. Uh, so I, I picked this and like, I mean, God over body was okay, I guess. It's just like, <laughs> look, it's not, it's not the best way you're going to spend three hours. It's not the worst way you're going to spend three hours. It's just kind of like, mm. hey, it's a functional video game. I press <laughs> buttons and things happen. It's got nice animations every now and then. Um, uh, just so you all know, the, um, they do do a kitty on the keyboard joke on the website. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, and the, and the coordinates of the, 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 the ship that you're going to rescue are 42069. Are you serious? Yep. Fucking nice. Fucking nice. That's the weed number and the sex and the number sex probably. number at the same time. I I saw folks like tweeting about this game uh -huh. when it came out, and I was just like, everyone's like, "Well, I gotta play that," and I was just like, "Really? Really?" really? Because <laughs> even even like at what? Like, yeah, because like I I remember when this game came out, I knew about the the game where there the cat was in the spacesuit. It's like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. I get it. That's why. It, Everybody loves it. It's a cat. So that's the meme. Everybody pretends they love cats. Because if you do that online, even everybody pets, will like you. pets are bad, yeah. And everybody will like you if you pretend you like cats and you associate everything with cats and you take pictures of cats. And I'm like, look at you. You're a cat person. Everybody likes you. Look at all those likes you're getting on Twitter. <laughs> Boy, this got weirdly aggressive. <laughs> this a got weirdly personal. A little bit, a little bit. I love y'all's cats. I love y'all's cats. I love y'all, but, but, but please, but please. Please keep but please. cats. Please, please stop using peace signs and selfies. It looks stupid. <laughs> just stop it. Can we can we all just agree in 2020 to stop doing it? We're not Japanese. We look stupid doing it. Stop doing it. God over body is okay. My my brain my brain instantly associated that with actual real life humans doing a high gal faces, and I hate that. Oh I god, hate that that's when people do actual real life high gal faces. Oh, oh my god, that's real stupid. Yeah, it's, I hate it. I'm sorry, y'all. Can I just be like the rest of the podcast of like dumb things that people do online that are just weird? Y'all really grinds my gears. <laughs> it's not really funny when you do these dumb things. It's really just like, ha ha, look at me, I'm doing the popular thing. Anyway, God of Roboto is okay, I guess. Like I said, it's a functional fucking video game. What do you want? Like, that's, that is all I can muster for this game, is, hey, it's a functional video It's going to be weird when you bounce off so many games that this, this year that this ends, ends this up have, in your top this, 10. This will have to be, like, a number 10, because I need to yeah. fucking fill out the list. <laughs> like, well, it functioned, and I did it. I beat it. I, I functioned, and I beat it. Anything. Hooray. <laughs> I keep thinking this is definitely going to be that year, though, where I just hate video games. Because I've just had such a bad oh, time oh, trying to play anything. I've had such a bad time trying to play anything since I've been on break. Like, I've literally enjoyed nothing. 
Aww. I take that back. Well, I, you... I don't exactly hate anything that I've played. It's just mm-hmm. things don't work John's, out. John's needling you right now to say it. What What else did you... What else? Oh, shit. I, I didn't even think of that. What oh. else did I play? I, okay, what else did play? Uh, I, I played another game, and it's the only other game I want to talk about today because I don't feel okay. that I've got enough to... I don't have enough to, to, to really kind of talk about the other things that I've played yet. Uh, I still mm. need to decide whether I'm still playing those or not. Whether we're still friends. Oh, boy. Um, uh, the other game I played was River City Girls. Mm. Uh, this game, boy, is it uplifting. Man, this game has so much... It's so charming. This game has charm. It's got attitude. It just radiates this kind of energy that I always fucking admired. Just, like, ever since it came out, like, I just... I like seeing art of this game. I like seeing the jokes. I think that the game's genuinely very funny. It has this very um, overtly feminine energy to it that I feel is mm-hmm. still... Exce- it's like I don't think that it's like just because it has an overtly feminine energy that it's like, you know, like, like not inviting everybody else to play too. Like it's 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 just it's it's got a lot of charm. It's got a lot of exciting things. It's it's genuinely very funny. Like I laughed a lot playing this game, um, and I'd even seen some of the jokes before. So it's just like, and then, then they caught me again. So it was just like, hey, you know what? Had a real good time with River City Girls, but we need to talk about River City Girls <laughs> from another point of view, mm-hmm. uh, and that is the point of view to where you have to press start. And play the video game. <laughs> we were doing so well. We were doing so well. I'm not going to murder this game. I'm not going <laughs> to destroy it. I think that this game is just a pile of terrible gameplay decisions, though. <sighs> and that fart sound was so, so well-timed. Thank you, Tinger Gemini. Oh, my God. It was absolutely perfect. <laughs> so... If you're going to play River City Girls, there's one thing I need you to do first and foremost. And that is to get the idea out of your head that you are in any way playing anything that resembles a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up. Oh. You are playing... Okay. You are you are actually playing an RPG that has a somewhat not very good mimic of a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up as its battle system. Oh. Mm. So, if you get that out of your mind, then all of the bullshit that this game throws at you for actually trying to engage with it as an actual brawler, it mm-hmm. might it might hurt a little less when you find out you're playing a game that doesn't feel good at all. Um, like, there are things that happen that are just, like, I think that it's fair to say that you know, and from having created games ourselves, that... Y- Sometimes games have to cheat and fudge to make things happen right, to kind of make things, Mm -hmm. to make enemies work properly. You got to fudge things a little bit, maybe out of the player's favor to kind of make things work. I'm I'm not. Think Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, God, no. No, don't (laughs) think Mortal Kombat 2. This will remind you of Mortal Kombat 2, however. So, a lot of enemies, um, like the general rule of River City Girls is. uh, it, it is you can't interrupt enemy attacks at all, but they can interrupt you every time. They will stuff every single attack that you have, but you cannot interrupt them. If you do interrupt them, the only way you interrupt them is that they just block. Like, they will go from being in the middle of attacking you to a blocking animation immediately. 
another fun thing that enemies like to do is if an enemy starts performing an attack and they're anywhere from like 50 to 100 pixels within range of you, they just get sucked to you and you take the damage. Like, oh, you actually oh. see them, you actually see their sprite get pulled toward you. <laughs> like, it's really bad. Like, they can mask it sometimes by making the enemy run. Like, the enemy will run, and then they'll start attacking at the same velocity with which they're running at you to kind of slide in place. And it looks really weird when they're throwing punches and kicks like this. But there are other times where an enemy will just be standing in place and they'll start throwing punches and kicks and just get sucked up into you. So you start eating damage. Mm. There are also bosses in this game that are so egregiously bad. I don't know how someone during testing didn't go, hey, this really <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> or if that did happen, the developers was just like, no, it's perfect. Shut up. We're way forward. We make games that are only good. So the first of these is Habari, who is a boss who belongs in a Shantae game, but somehow ended up in a 2D side-scroller beat-em-up where we took away the ability to move up and down. We suddenly just turned it into a side-scrolling platformer for this one thing. And Oh, in, the, in Rubber City... Girls? Yeah, in River City Girls, we've oh, taken hmm. we've taken we've taken away that extra plane of movement and now you can only move left and right and locked you in a small room with a bullet hell boss. <laughs> uh, by the way, your controls don't work very well. They they like these are not tight like a platformer controllers controls would be. There's a little delay to everything. There's startup on everything. You have to double tap to run. Things that you normally beat don't have for beat em ups. Yeah, these work for a beat em up, but not a side scrolling fucking boss thing that is also a bullet hell shooter for some reason. <laughs> so, this boss, on three different occasions, by the way, she has an attack where if, like, she fires off like 23, 25 bullets in a line. And if you get hit by one of them, it knocks you up a little bit. Like, every, like it just cancels anything you're doing, and you get knocked up into your vulnerable state. So, given that these bullets all follow the same trail and the same pattern and the same bounce velocity, guess what happens to you? Oh, you get juggled. You keep getting juggled and juggled and juggled. And you don't have iframes in this game like you would in a side-scrolling platform, platformer either. So you just get juggled to death. And you can literally do nothing about it if that attack lands. This boss also summons enemies to fight you as well. To take... To, like, to, and you, oh my god. This boss is so bad. <laughs> oh my god. Like... Oh, and this boss also takes half damage from all of your attacks for no reason. There's no explanation as to why. She just does. And I know that she takes only half because I was using a mod that actually shows you the damage you're doing. So, compared to the, uh, compared to the normal enemies in the room that I was fighting, I was doing half damage to her. <laughs> and she also has a ludicrous amount of iframes on everything she does... So you're never actually 100% sure when and if you can attack her. Whether she is in the air... Oh, yeah, that's also right. She's in the air the whole time, so you can't normally reach her. You have to run and jump off of the wall to hit her, to knock her down. <laughs> Polly, we can stop. 
Okay, and then there's another boss. Um, what was the name of that boss real quick? The name of that boss is up. Habari. All right. Is this the one you tweeted about a few times? Like, yeah, no, when yeah. That the boss was going to juggle you yeah. to death I knew, that, I knew that boss was coming. I didn't know that the Abobo fight was going to be as bad as it is. Oh, boy. So if... <laughs> so if you uh, upgrade your normal standing combo uh, in a certain way with certain moves, like... You can't change it once you've added a move to your normal ground combo. Like, you can't go in and just like, okay, I need to take that third hit out. No, like, once you put that new hit in, it's there forever. So, Abobo just has natural instant block to certain attacks. And some of those attacks are your standing combo. So, if you go to, like... So, like, if you upgrade your combo in a certain way... You can literally make half of the damage uh, that you would need to do to him completely null and void because he blocks it. He just immediate blocks as soon as you throw the move out. Every time. So he just gets immediate block on certain moves. He also has a flying clothesline that there that just defies all fucking logic because nobody on the planet Earth, even speedrunners, do not know how it works. <laughs> nobody knows how you to no, no no nobody knows how to fucking dodge it with any fucking consistency. Because the hitbox for it is fucked. The the range on it is fucked. It crosses planes in a way that attacks in these games typically don't. <laughs> so oh, is... in this Hibari fight, I've seen two... I looked at two videos to make sure it wasn't a fluke. It is nine minutes long. Yeah. It is <laughs> oh. a miserable fucking fight that takes forever. Oh, boy. There's the bullet hell. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, juggle, 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 juggle. There it is. Yep. Yep. Bowsers, Bowsers, Polly. This it's, is rough. It's so bad. Like, how did nobody at all in the creation of this game look at that and say, wow, this is bad. Maybe we need to pull it. Oh, not only did they not do that, they added some half damage thing to her. Yeah. Like, she takes Like, they half could have damage. at least made it a five minute fight. Yeah. Like, so, so like, those two fights in particular, oh. like, they come dangerously close to ruining that game entirely. Even like if, what mm. like if you're already playing it and you hate how the game feels and you're just not vibing with the yeah. gameplay at all and you're kind of just hanging on by a thread because it, it's a charming and funny game and you it's inoffensive, you know, insofar that it's just like mm-hmm. I didn't pay for this, Rhett did. <laughs> let's say I'm for never instance, give you anything. Let's, ever let's, again. let's say for instance, I'm just kidding. Let's say for instance, I'm on like a fucking case. zero for three streak though. But, um, I don't hate Ruby City Girls at all. I, uh, but also, I will also say you need to go to the forums and download, uh, go to the Steam forums and download a mod. Um, because, uh, the, this game, like, out of the box, uh, the controls are stupidly hard to bind for some reason. Uh, so you, you need a, uh, community-created patch in order to make this game almost fully playable on a gamepad most of the time. Uh, everybody I know that's played this game has had to either fuck around with Joy to Key a lot, or they've had to download this mod to get the game running uh, sensibly with a controller. Um, the mod also changes some of the keys, because you can't change uh, certain mappings, uh, such as, like, uh, this game has your attack button and your confirm button on the same things. So, when you enter... Uh, like, this works like a River City Ransom game in that, like, you go to the edge of the screen and you have to press the confirm button to go to the next screen. 
So when I go to the next screen and an enemy's rushing to attack me, I go to attack them. I press oh, the attack no. button. Oh no! <laughs> I go back to the other screen. <laughs> so this game fixes that. Um, the mod fixes the, the that. The mod fixes yeah. that. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I just like yeah. Like I was like twenty or thirty minutes into this game. It's like, is there really nothing I can do with these controls? Because holy crap, this feels awful. Uh, but uh, the 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 uh, the mod sort of tightens things up uh, a little bit. It um, also like it also surfaces how much damage you're doing. That way you know that like the upgrades you're making are actually doing something. Whereas like it's hard to tell anyway. Mm-hmm. Like look, man, if you have yeah. like buy this game for ten dollars, if like that's probably the highest I would go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the that's gone as far as I know. And only like only buy this game if you're there for the kind of style, the 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 spirit, the humor that it has, like the attitude, like all that shit around it is still fun. Like I still came out of the other side, like yeah, okay. Like I didn't hate my time with it. It's just as a game, it fucking stinks. Um, mm. which I mean, I guess. You know, if we're playing, put video, it on the box. Put it on the box. There you go. But I mean, if you're one of those people that kind of needs gameplay to 100% be there, which I mean, I am that person. But this yeah. is, but this is a game that, like, I, look, I already vibed with it, so it was just like, I'm, I, I will suffer through the parts that I don't like, which is mostly just two bosses, uh, to 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 enjoy the rest. Um, but. You know, like, hey, it's it's got it's got great presentation. The music's fantastic. Um, the comedy and everything, the spirit of everything it's doing is there. But the one shopkeeper with great abs that everybody posted. Yeah, Marion. Which is, yeah, it, it, I think it's great that like that's Marion from the Double Dragon series, and it's, and it's funny because like the very first thing that ever happens to her is like they walk up and punch yeah. her in the gut. <laughs> so now she's got abs of steel. They can't do that now. <laughs> and this game's got a lot of funny little riffing on that because it, it pulls from that whole um, Technos uh, stable of like Double Dragon, Kunio Kun. Like if you know where they're pulling a lot of these references from, like it's genuinely pretty funny. Like up, like like going through and buying all the food and the items to upgrade yourself, like that. It's a fun little loop that'll that'll carry you through yeah. because you do get a sense that you are getting stronger as you play. So it's a nice RPG. Yeah, the like, numbers get bigger. Are... Yeah, the the numbers get slightly bigger. This is a game that deals in very small numbers. Mm. So how does it compare with River City Ransom? I, I don't like River City that. Ransom. Like yeah, everybody that likes that checks out. Everybody likes that game, <laughs> but I don't like that game. I think that game's kind of. Eh. It was it was a totally different kind of thing back in those days, though. Like on NES, like that, like nothing was quite like that. It was a, yeah. it was a mashing up of genres that yeah. you weren't you what you weren't used to seeing back then. So I like double like Double Dragon One NES. Like, hmm. Hmm. I think that game is bad. I think that game is abs- like that game is a technical nightmare if you look at it, and, and, and it's buggy as shit. Uh, but I think it is a fun speed run. If you play that game for speed, uh, it's actually really fun. Frustrating as fuck, but fun. Paul, I have a question? Yo. I realized that you mentioned a Bobo and Marion, and I was like, oh yeah. 
And then I was like, wait, this is a River City game, not a Double Dragon game. Right. Are they just shared universe now? I, man, I have no idea. I mean, I, I guess I, just, so. I, mean, I know that, like, characters. it's just, like, like, I think it's just, um, but, like, Arc System Works has access to both okay. Double Dragon, yeah, th- th- to both Double Dragon and the Kunio Kun series, and I think it's just, like, Way Forward was like, hey, we want to make references to that. No, I don't like Double Dragon Neon. I think it's boring. Um... Uh-huh. Uh, that was a response to Tengu Gemini yeah. chat. Like, I don't like Double Dragon Neon at all. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but yeah, like I don't know video games. I guess like I'm not. I guess they have the same IP owner now, so yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. this is funny how you mentioned Bobo and it didn't even phase me. Like he's from a different series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there like a speedrun strategy for Bobo of like not upgrading your standing combo? Uh to- you have to. Punch twice and then back away. Punch twice, back away. Punch twice, okay. back away. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It still takes like four to five minutes, though. Okay. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna pipe up with um with Devil May Cry Five. I forgot about River City Girls. No, no. Uh, Devil May Cry Five. Uh, I've taste tested it, and mm-hmm. I don't know that that game works with my lack of depth perception. But I'm gotcha. gonna. I'm, I'm gonna give it another shot here uh i don't know probably next weekend or so cool. uh, i got a busy week coming up so it's gonna be hard for me to actually play anything but uh um, no, i get that but uh yeah i tried out devil may cry 5 i played through like the first six seven missions or so and uh i like what it's doing um but i'm having a hard time seeing uh, a distance between myself and the enemies and i don't like mm-hmm. and, and i think it has a lot to do with um, that game's air- play areas are really small. Like, everything that I've played so far in that game has been, like, real small, closed-off arenas, whereas Devil May Cry games tend to give you a bigger area to play with. Um, and this, and the camera's usually zoomed out a little wider, whereas this game's kind of up your ass the whole time. <laughs> um, and uh, I ha- I'm working with one eye here, and uh, yeah. the depth perception is making it hard for me to judge distance between enemy attacks and me or me doing something like a stinger and somehow landing five feet short of the enemy just because like I'm working with one eyeball now and it feels Mm -hmm. weird so uh, I'm going to try that again I'm going to give it another shot but right now uh, yeah that's kind of where I'm at is like ooh don't think I can play that gotcha man and, and, and I'm playing John's game of the year currently but we're having cool. a lo- we're having a love hate relationship right now. <laughs> I was think I was thinking if you're um, that one might be a rough one to if you try to go for the one CC right away. Oh yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't yeah. want to do that. No, you don't want to no. do that with your because no. you told me about yeah. Just play until I need to continue, and then I start over from the beginning. That's not a good. That's not a good fit for Zero Rangers structure. No, you you like that is a game where you kind of have to play into it to get hmm. better. Uh, because you need to see, uh, you, you need to know what's coming uh, in that game, uh, in more like more so than I feel other uh, shmups that I have played. There's mm-hmm. something about the way that this game kind of carries itself that I feel like I don't feel too bad about mashing out continues because that is part of this game's structure. Uh, death yes. is death it's, is an it assen- is so death it is, is so yeah. like for that. Yeah, it, death is an essential part of, of how that game works. It's got an entire system dedicated to how you earn them. So, mm. yeah, like... But I'll talk more about that next time. 
when oh. I've got more thoughts on it other than, man, fuck our typo. Fuck that boss. <laughs> I can fight it now. It's fine. But man, cool. that boss sucks. <laughs> it sucks fighting our typo and the other one together. Oh, yes. Some stage four. <laughs> God, those fucking. Oh, they make me mad. They make me real mad. I, I, I always can get through them pretty quickly, but I get the charge shot. Do you get the charge shot or do you get the ray force gun? I went with the ray force gun years Gotcha. Ago. Okay. Uh, it, I really like that charge shot. I need to experiment more with the other weapons. Yeah, that's probably what I need to do too. But yeah, anyway. There you go. Got my new, no, my new cup of tea. All's well. Your nude cup of tea. My nude cup of tea. It's just, just plain. It is nude. I, I didn't put any milk and sugar in it. There you go. So that's, a, that's how we should start referring to foods that we do not alter in any way. That was a great sound, Brad. Thank you for that. That was a wonderful. Loved it. Loved it. I got, I got all the asper tingles. I want more of that. Uh, I think our podcast needs more of that going forward. Can we get some more of that energy, please? Uh, I don't have much water left. Let me give you a shot. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a oh, yeah. good ass. That's a good ass podcast content right there. <laughs> it's my turn. Here John, hey John. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk very vaguely. Y'all don't need to don't need to worry. Um, I did see the new Star Wars. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, um, I I didn't like it. Cool. I I. You'll never be happy again. You'll never be. <laughs> um, it didn't really bother me too much because it did like one thing that made me really happy. Mm-hmm. So I left the theater feeling happy, even though the whole the rest of the movie was super dumb and extremely bad. Like not um, even in like the fun dumb way. It's. Like, after it was announced that J.J. Abrams was going to be doing the last movie, people joked that it would be, like, a comically backtracking response to Last Jedi, which is the one that made everybody real mad, a bunch of internet dorks real mad, Mm -hmm. and that he would just backtrack on, basically, like, in, um, I might be a little bit spoilery here, I'm gonna, I'm still being vague. Everything. Um, but, like, the thing with J.J. Abrams is that he doesn't tell stories really he doesn't really do that he introduces setups and then that's it <laughs> and they'll just ha- they'll just they'll just have setups be like hey have this have this setup what is how is it going to pay off who knows it's fine i don't have i'm not telling the next chapter it's cool someone else will do it someone else will do it for me um so last jedi was like okay we had all these dumb, empty setups in the first movie. Let's pay a bunch of them off. Unlike Since J.J. wasn't going to do it, I guess we'll do it. And then they paid it off. They have Poe and his ex-Star... Um, and Pla- Plasma Phasma fight. They have um, stuff about Ray's parentage. They have Luke. All the stuff with Luke. They have all these cool payoffs right. to J.J. Abrams' setups. But they weren't... JJ's payoffs. He it wasn't what he decided to do, so he just kind of backtracks on all of them. It's kind of like, like they blow up Luke's lightsaber in the in the eighth movie. It's fixed. 
in this in the ninth movie. It's fine. There's a one. <laughs> there's one big change I know about. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's real, real funny, and I love it because it's making everybody mad. Oh, it's very dumb. It's there's real one... dumb, and I love it. They basically um, the eighth movie. They kill off the big bag. I'm I'm, I'm only going to spoil things that are in like the first ten minutes. So right. like they bring back the lightsaber. They kill off Snoke. It's very cool in stakes racing. Now Adam Driver's the main villain instead of it being this guy we don't care about. Start of the movie. Palpatine's the villain now. We basically, <laughs> and he was behind Snoke. <laughs> Don't worry, y'all. You were so worried that you weren't going to have a boring JRPG final boss. Now we've just brought back the one from the sixth movie. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Polly, <laughs> so, have, have you seen The Last Jedi? I don't remember. I remember watching one of the new ones. What was the first new one they did? Force Awakens. Okay, I watched that one, and then I never watched anything else because I remembered. Oh wait, I don't really care about Star Wars. Yeah, the the one I would much better. I would be so interested in your reaction to Last Jedi and just act like it's the last movie. Okay. (laughs) Because it kind of ends on a like final note that is satisfying enough for me. Yeah, that's that's a good. I, I literally. I think Star Wars fans are dumb as shit. Apparently, because I literally saw people going, "Man, I can't believe with like everything that happened in Episode Nine, they never brought back Broom Kid. They never brought back Broom Kid. They didn't pay that off. Ugh! I don't understand what metaphors are <laughs> or symbolism. <laughs> so it it's it's comically just this response to redditors. By oh, JJ. No! That's, if there is, oh, that yeah. is the movie. They if there is out, anyone you should never fucking mm-hmm. count out to. It is a goddamn Reddit mob. They they hated the new character that was in the Rian Johnson movie, who's this cool um oh what was her name? You know Rose. I mean. Okay, it was Rose. a girl. Was she also a minority? She yes. was a oh, girl okay. and a minority. Imagine imagine reason. Reddit not liking the female minority. Hmm? Weird. So JJ, JJ's crew writes her out and then introduces two new lady character love interest people that have nothing to do for the whole movie and they just have no purpose to be there. It's great. So it's like we we need to fill in the space we got to fill, that we can fill in by writing out Rose. Let's just oh oh boy oh jeez this sounds like a glorious clusterfuck so far so so i told you that jj abrams doesn't do payoffs he does setups right and then he got put in charge of the last movie where he was forced to do payoffs and whenever jj gets forced to do payoffs things immediately fall apart spectacularly (laughs) (laughs) so that's how people like will watch super eight and they'll be like oh i remember really liking he's so good at starting movies at the beginnings of movies and then he just no he's not good at the beginnings of movies because for the start of a story to be good it has to set up stuff that gets paid off if you're not setting stuff up then you're just dicking around right right and that's this movie the return of the ninth movie is like Two and a half hours is like two and a half hours long. It's so long, and so much of it is just dicking around. It's like so much like that's literally so much of Alias and Lost as well. Oh God, yeah. Like Lost is probably the the thing that he's worked on that folks feel the warmest to, and I think a lot of that is probably. And I think that that's just because you credit. devoted eight years to it or some shit. You put a lot of... Ma- like, if you put, like, five years into something, you're probably going to have a little bit of fondness for it. 
but it's still just like it still shits the bed. It shits and poops and farts all over itself in the yeah. end. So, but like. I like Lost. <laughs> I like Lost, Lost has... up until the last two episodes. Then it's fine. <laughs> the uh, thing with Lost is that it ha- it's full of these like individually very strong character stories, yeah, which probably is from JJ's purview. Yeah, and uh, and they do a lot of setup. The series is a lot of setup, and it hates answering mm-hmm. questions. And when it mm-hmm. finally has to, it shits and poops and farts all over itself. Yeah, J.J. Abrams can't tell stories. Like, no. that was my takeaway from this movie. It was like, I've done this song and dance like six times. You can't, dude. You just don't know how. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're a hack. I don't know if it's just not clicking. I don't know if you don't care. I don't know if you're just really cynical. And you're just, like, good at making the text. You made it feel like a Star Wars movie. Congrats, I guess. Everyone got fooled by Force Awakens, so I guess he's good at some things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, Uh, like, I don't think he wrote Force Awakens. I think he just directed it. I think he just directed it. But then he wrote this one and directed it. I'm doing a a bunch of just, like, auteur theory bullshit. But, like, uh this is how all of his movies feel. But I think, like, I wasn't super high on... uh, Force Awakens, but it was a coherent movie, and I you really like those characters by the end of it. Mm-hmm. And this one just sounds like it's, 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 I didn't I didn't really love Force Awakens. Yeah, it this one is, I, this one is way worse as a train wreck. But it was like for me, it was like I liked Rogue One was okay. I didn't really like the characters, and it like I did mm-hmm. think like oh, Force Awakens did such a better job just setting up likable characters. Yeah, I, I think that's respected fair. it in that department but then yeah they completely squander like literally everything in this one it sounds like yeah it's a disaster Wait, i still you, love didn't feeling... you see this one too right i thought no, you i i read i read all the spoilers oh, and just said, okay. fuck I, it. Thought, I thought you went and saw it i saw the one big big spoiler and went fuck it i'm <laughs> out <laughs> it's um i think and... that i think the i think the big spoiler um i i i someone pointed out that like all of it is in, and it's backtracking like a really big thing from Last Jedi, of course. And it's everything referring to it is either shot in close up by like two characters or overdubbed over Kylo's mask. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been hacked in after the fact. I think it might have been a reshoot edition. Oh. I can't even imagine. Because it doesn't matter to the story at all, it doesn't affect anything. And it. And it like it doesn't affect the closing scene in such a glaring way mm-hmm. that it's like you didn't. Was this was this a Reddit response thing? Dude, <laughs> it really feels like it now that like think... the more you hear about it, it's like yeah, this is literally a response to Reddit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a comically just a disaster. I did get home and was like, God, I really fucking love Star Wars though. <laughs> I did just get, I just like when they play the da, 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 and the stuff starts scrolling, I was just like, oh yeah, I love Star Wars. Yeah. Why, why am I popping? I don't get it. John, you're popping for some reason. I don't, know, don't know why know. I'm popping. We will, you will have to go back and listen to, to yeah. the recording, but it is All you, right, it is time. you who is popping. It's I who is popping. You are the one that pops. <laughs> I am the one who pops. And it and it does not stop. <laughs> it really doesn't. Okay. So, um, so I did get home, and you know how I talked about WRPGs earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, what if I could smush together Star Wars and Western RPG? Surely there isn't a... They could never do that. They could never do such a thing. Surely. That's way too ambitious. That's way too ambitious. Brett is the one who glops. Thank you, Colin. (laughs) Um, I did... did, So I did come home from Star Wars and then immediately go buy Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, wow. That's what (laughs) prompted it, is it? Yep, and I played like 12 hours. I'm having a pretty good time. Um, KOTOR is a pretty good precursor to what Mass Effect would be. Yeah, and I played a big chunk of Mass Effect back in the day, and it seems like I'm having pretty much the same experience. We're like running around exploring and maybe talking to folks and doing little quests is fun, and all the actual big story moments just totally fall flat. (laughs) Oof, oof. Because they they cannot direct at all. Unfortunately. Fortunate. Like, I liked the main stories of, of Mass Effect 1 through 3, personally. Like, I liked where all that, that whole arc I went. I feel like it gets, probably gets better in 2. Oh, I, oh 2 is, like, yeah. 2 just starts out amazing. And yeah. then, like, the, the side stuff gets way better in 2. Because um, mm. like, it's uh, the whole yeah. game. Like, they don't, like, they focus way more on the side stuff in 2, yeah, as I understand yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, 2 sounds better in every way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. 2 is like better just as a game, like... as, as as a narrative, as, as just a, a way of getting you into that world. Everything. And it's got that awesome mining uh, game that everybody loves, right? Oh, wait. That's, yeah. just, that's just me, actually. I'm the only it, one Everything that people that. feel sad about missing from Mass Effect 1, I remember playing and being like, oh, yeah, this cool thing where I get in a car and go around, like, one mile of empty map and then go into the same dungeon. And this all is the so fucking great. maps are the same. It's like, man, people were mad about that shit being gone when I... Like, oh, yeah, man. I remember playing Mass Effect 2 and going, reading some of the discourse around it and people being pissed. It's smaller! It's like, no, they just trimmed out the bullshit that they don't need. Oh, look, they made it a fun shooter instead of whatever the first game was. Yeah, like, man, that first game is the first game is fucking ridiculous yeah coder counter feels more honest because it's just like they even have a little tool tip that pops up and it's just like your positioning doesn't matter it's all dice rolls yeah it's all dice rolls yeah they just straight up fucking tell you i know i know you played Baldur's gate and you bought this (laughs) please don't worry it's still just dice rolls there's no action please (laughs) it's fine so so th- that's the things that the fighting doesn't really feel good in Coder, but it's also very fast and it's over very fast. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, that yeah. that that's the that hits a sweet spot for me, and I like it's almost like a PSO vibe to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that Kotor does kind of have that, but, but but positioning matters in PSO. I mean, not the the fighting in PSO is better, but like yeah. the environments, walking around these cool yeah, little sci-fi worlds with all these diorama levels i can see i can see sort of the the uh, a bit of pso-ishness in in kotor um and i got to uh, 10 hours in i got to the part where i could finally go to any of the planets and i was like okay you now finally got through the tutorial to... jesus finally hit the citadel took eight hours in this one great <laughs> um so now i'm having a real good time because i i got like to a certain point in the tattooing mission where i was like you need four thousand credits to progress and i went i don't have that so then I just dipped and went to a different planet and like, okay, now I'm going to progress over here for a while. Mm. And that's just, that's just my, my shit. I, I really like, I, I'm learning to appreciate kind of open-ended structures after really digging, after falling in love with RPGs from roller coasters like Final Fantasy IV and Chrono Trigger. Right, right, right. And I'm finally kind of opening my heart to this and I'm like, 
oh, like, I kind of like this. Uh, Queen's Wish opens up a half hour in, and it has <laughs> writing that's not embarrassing, and it has fighting that's fun, but code is good too. Because <laughs> I still really like exploring and just kind of filling in those experiences. They're so dense. Like, every other character you talk to has their own little quest line you can go on, and, I think, and it's pretty neat that way. It feels like there's so much stuff, and all the problems you can solve from, like, a couple different angles. Right. I feel like that's maybe the big appeal with these sorts of games. Yeah. So, um, and it's the, Star Wars. And the big thing is that it is Star Wars, and I it's do Star love Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> it's Star Wars. I really like Star Wars. Thing. <laughs> I really like Star Wars. <laughs> I've been watching like prequel meme compilations. Oh my god! I'm just no, deep in it. John. I read a comic book that was. Is this good. where we're at now? Is this where we're at? This is how we're starting off the decade. It's just, what, all right. What has depressed you Star this time? What has you what? depressed the right now? The new movie. This is all, yeah, yeah, it's all, it's like, okay, I need to drown in some good Star Wars for a bit. So I'm playing this pretty good game and read a good comic, and I'm like, okay, there is there is good Star Wars. Might rewatch some of the, the original trilogy, which I think is great. I think that original trilogy is still pretty good. Yep. And... That's pretty much it. I'll go up. I think I'll have finished up my Joan of Arc biography by next time. So then we can, can finally really go into deep dive there, buddy. We're we can ready. really do the, the, the deep dive there. I've been I've um, been waiting. I've been ready. I'm ready to put mm-hmm. my Joan of Arc bullshit to the test. We're ready to go. Yep. But that'll be next time. So, Rhett, what have you been up to? Uh, I played an indie game. Whoa. So we went, Whoa. Yeah. They still make those? They still make those, I guess. This was a, kind of a mostly one-person thing. Uh, you mentioned earlier how Gato Robato or whatever mm-hmm. is a two-color game. Yeah. This is also a two-color game. Hey, cool. Maybe yours was but better. Mine was better, I think. <laughs> uh, I played Return of the Obra Dinn. Ooh. Oh, nice. Man, I've been, yeah, this has been on my, oh, I need to play this shit list for a while. Mm-hmm. This game has a... Very unique visual style to oh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real where good. it is literally just two colors. It is and, Game like, Boy, they... but in three D form. <laughs> but like Game Boy was four colors. <laughs> <laughs> like I think when you truly look at this, like they do a lot of dithering on like important stuff, and, like uh-huh. to have detail. I, I, I think if you like, really I haven't look looked, at it, yeah, I haven't looked like you know, like deep yeah, at know, it to know if it's just two colors or not. But I think it is actually like dithering enough it's actually only two colors oh, it's wow. crazy that's pretty cool actually and when you go into the options menu like there's different visual styles that are named like ibm macintosh and like spectrum or something oh man fucking <laughs> fucking god of roboto does that too and of course guess what there's uh, a virtual boy one <laughs> there's no virtual boy in this one it's like literally just kind of emulating i guess certain colors from those com- old computers like right, this game right. is going for a very specific mood and vibe mm. uh so this is a game where you're a detective this uh the ship called the Oberdin kind of magically returns and you can hire the title. To... yeah <laughs> but like that literally does end up playing into the story like the fact that the ship came back because you go on it and everybody who was on it died yeah yeah and you have to determine who everyone was and how they died 
Ooh. and you have a magic wristwatch yep. that if you find like a skeleton, you can go back to the moment they died. Yes. Okay. But like that seems ghost tricky. Yeah. It's it's handled very differently though because. Okay. You literally go back to the exact moment they died, as in a still snapshot. Oh. But so like keep in mind this is a game made, mostly made by one guy. I think yeah. his name's Eric Pope. Yeah. He did Papers Please. Yep, Papers Please. So like they Lucas do, Pope, he does actually. It. Lucas Pope, I'm very sorry. Um He does a very clever thing there though, when just as a like economy of game development. When you're traveling back to the moment, you hear you hear on a black screen like 15 seconds or so before the death, mm-hmm. and then you see the actual moment. Oh. So like, so like you're getting audio and then a visual, but like separately, it's really interesting. So you have so like if characters are talking, you'll hear all this dialogue, but not actually be able to precisely put voices to people once you are in the world in the moment right because then once you're in this snapshot of time as somebody was killed you're able to walk around the environment and like look at everything that's happening and then you have to figure out okay who's being killed here who how are they being killed and if somebody else is killing them who is that other person interesting it's it's a lot so you have this like ridiculously robust robust notebook to help you kind of piece everything together right okay and this game is really overwhelming at the start because it's like you just keep going back and back basically the game kind of ends up going in reverse order Mm -hmm. because like the first body you find is like one of the last people that died so you kind of end up with like okay these were like the final five people and then you find some more stuff it's like okay here's like because yeah, it's divided into chapters based kind of chronologically of how everybody died. Mm-hmm. And it's you start on chapter 10, the end. Oh. oh. And then, like, the next one is, like, chapter... And then the next body you find oh, is, like, excellent. part of... It's, like, part of chapter 9, like... Oh, shit's fucked. That's <laughs> like, whatever. Actually, like, it... So, like, the whole game kind of, like, plays out in reverse? It, or, it, or just, like, like, non-linear? Oh, it's definitely non-linear, and it largely plays out in reverse, though. Okay. Because after you, like, you can do a lot of it in any order. And, like, the game, definitely the solutions, the game will not guide you in any way whatsoever towards. But, like, as far as finding the bodies go, like, because there's four levels to the ship. And I think you have to see everything on each level to Mm -hmm. have the door to the next one open up. And that that did lead to one issue where there was somebody died in a very odd spot and I didn't find them for a bit. So I had to look at the guide. So I'm like, where the fuck's this last body? But it's like, so then like you find the final body of like chapter five mm-hmm. and then you see the moment they died, but like a whole bunch of other people died just prior to him. And then you're able to go into those memories oh. via the first one. Interesting. So like a lot of these scenes, you'll end up finding one corpse who was the last person to die and then having to find all the others backtracking through that until you eventually end up back at the start of like, Oh, here was the first person to die in this like five minute stretch. Oh shit. And can you nest like jumping into brains and seeing when they died within the thing? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically there's, (laughs) there's one where some people died out at sea. So you're 
the only way to get into them is through the one person that was recovered. Oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> like, this sounds dope as fuck! I mean, oh. there is there is a reason this game was, like, kind of made a huge impact when it came uh. out. Like, people were like, oh, this is dope as fuck. <laughs> um, it's, so, yeah, the setup and, like, idea behind this game is, like, incredibly clever. Mm-hmm. I think maybe one, so, one of the issues I had was that I didn't know what kind of game this was going in. Mm-hmm. And I, I start getting like 10 kills in and I'm like, I have no idea who any of these people are. What are they expecting me to do? You know, oh. it's just, it's just kind of overwhelming at the very start when you realize there's 60 people here. Oh God. Like, there's a lot of characters. Yeah. And I just have no leads on anything. So, but eventually, I don't know, I don't really remember how I quite got started. I did end up fi- finding this kind of nudge you towards the right answers guide. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was, I found this guide that's basically very, like, good at confirming obvious things for you. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, they mentioned a character's last name here. Don't overthink it, you know? Oh, okay. Because otherwise you'll be like, because you could just... That's the thing is like you can put wrong answers into the notebook, uh-huh. and, and then you could really fuck yourself if you do that too oh, much. Oh, that would yeah, yeah. holy crap! The, so the notebook, if you are one hundred percent right on three kills, it'll confirm them for you. Interesting. So, uh-huh. so eventually, the game will start process of elimination mm-hmm. things down, and even one of the tips for this game is like. Hey, if you're pretty sure you're close on a few of them, you can maybe just kind of start plugging in names on something, and eventually you'll go, oh, click, and then you lock them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> this is like an actual investigation video game. Yeah. But it's also really cool and rare. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole part where, you know, it eventually has to tell you you're on the right track. Yeah. Obviously. Because otherwise it would be unbelievably difficult yeah like mm-hmm. you have so many fucking loose strings with like 60 yeah. characters to try and figure out what the fuck happened here yeah. whereas like a lot of these kinds of games typically go oh look i found the audio logs and now i know what happened whereas this yeah. is very much like an invest a real investigative yeah. thing mm-hmm. the thing that's so crazy about this is like and it never it never breaks this is that every single time period you go to is the moment somebody died so, which means some, something's always going pretty wrong in every scene. But I, this is like, <laughs> this sounds like my shit. Yeah. yeah. Because the thought I had at the start was like, oh, eventually I'll get to like, before shit went wrong and just have a scene where characters are just talking and like, saying each other's names out loud. Yeah. And that really, that really never happens. Never happens. Oh. Because every single one is, is shit going wrong and somebody getting killed. <laughs> I just expected this to be, like, sort of a st- indie story game. Yeah, like, like I thought this was, through. like, I, Gone yeah. Home, but Game Boy. Yeah, it's kind of like what I had looked at this from as, like, a, a broad, kind of reductive yeah. way. I honestly thought this was going to be a story game, and then when it's, like, throwing all this gameplay stuff at me, I'm, that's why I was a little overwhelmed. It's like, oh, I was... This is more than I was expecting. I have to, like, be paying attention. What the hell? <laughs> How do you want yeah, this video game? You'll be like, yeah, I know. Like, there'll be times where it's like, okay, I know that this character that died had this role on the ship, and he's this nationality, and then you look at the notebook and it'd be like, well, 
I've got a 50-50 shot here, so I'll just put this name in, and then like an hour later, it'll start confirming that you're right on a few of them, and like, oh, that I was the on the right 50-50 guess there. He was, <laughs> he was this guy from Russia instead of that guy from Russia. Something like that. Uh, right. But yeah, that it's a really neat game. Uh, Did you finish the, it? I did finish it. Like, because okay. once you get really towards the end, I imagine it's like you just start pegging shit left and right. Yeah, that's the problem. Is like the very ending is maybe a little anticlimactic when it's like, well, I've only got like six left. I c- can't be. I've got you know fifty four of these guys confirmed. Like, there's only mm. so many options literally left. The other thing that makes this a little overwhelming is that when somebody is killed by another person, you obviously have to name who killed them. Yeah. Who the, who the murderer is. Yeah. And those are, those are more difficult because like when you're trying to name somebody who died, the notebook will remove people you've already confirmed, mm-hmm. but it won't for, for culprits. Oh. So then when, when you kick, click to name the culprit it just gives you all 60 every time so oh, you have to you just have to know it was this guy <clears throat> and sometimes that can be a little cumbersome because yeah. of how you have to go back to these memories and be like like you right click on a person and then hit tab to open the notebook and be like okay i know that this is that guy yeah because again the weird thing about this game is that the visual style is really nice and like unique mm-hmm. it almost seems to kind of work a bit against the gameplay mm-hmm. yeah when you're ha- having to distinguish these people by like characteristics on them like yeah that, try that to figure might out. be a little bit it's a little it's a little weird when it's like when like a character's nationality is like super important to identifying them yeah like mm-hmm. i i saw one person and this never happened to me i like didn't get stuck on it but so someone was like yeah, I got to the point where I was just going through all the memories and looking at people's shoes, and I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't come to that. Like, I don't think shoes actually matter. <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's a really neat, interesting game, and like, I read a story summary after beating it, like, oh, okay, like, everything makes sense, but mm. shit, went, shit went really bad. Oh, <laughs> basically. I, yeah, like, 60 people are dead, Brett. Yeah. That's probably whole... never a sign of a good thing when you got 60 no. people dead. I only want like, 60 just, people dead if they're yeah. Nazis, so. <laughs> they're not Nazis. And it takes place in like 1807 or something. Cool, cool. A little bit before then. But yeah, just the audio design is really good is the other thing. It's like when mm. you hear like the last 15 or, se- or sec- so seconds before somebody dies, uh-huh. it is painting you a picture with the screams of terror oh, and no. shit going on. That shit can be real haunting. And, and then the way it'll just like full screen blast you into the moment of somebody dying and like, oh, oh God. Like, it's pretty grisly. Ripperoo. Yeah. And then it just keeps happening and you kind of become desensitized. <laughs> so that's a, that's a really neat game that I played. That Holly, is... do you have anything... I don't have anything else now. Okay, so I guess we'll spin back to John. John, uh, you was... got anything else you want to? I thought we were, I thought Red was like, I've got so much anime, and I'm just waiting for Red to get to the anime. I was not going to talk about anime today. Well, we I tell you what, we we we. This is a pretty light episode, so if you want to yeah. drop, if you want to drop a little anime on us before no, we I have kick one more out game of here. to get to. Though. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I Go thought ahead, you were. Man. I thought you were just bailing. No. Uh, I also played the Evil Within. Oh, 
Oh, hey! I've been eyeing this one for a while. This is uh, Shinji Mikami, who did Resident, Resident Evil, Evil 1. 1. Uh, Vanquish. Yep. Did he do Devil May Cry 1? Uh, no, no, Shinji Mikami did not do Devil May Cry 1. That was oh, I think he definitely did Resident Evil 4. 4. He did Resident Evil 1, the remake, 4. Okay. Piano a... 3. Piano God. 3, that hot banger. Everybody, oh. like, except, like, me and Rhett are the only two people that own it, and I think Rhett got it for free. I got it for, like, three bucks, and the disc doesn't work. Oh, really? Ah. So I've never actually played it. Well, you, ah. you're you not missing a whole lot. No. Ah. The, the lost, the lost Mikami game. <laughs> it's, 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 oh boy, it's, uh. Oof. Oh, and God Handed Vanquish. Oh, well, God Hand is pretty amazing. Shadows of the Damned. Yeah, he worked on Shadows of the Damned. Uh I was just listing ones he was credited as the the director for. Okay. But anyways, people kind of saw this as him returning to the Resident Evil 4 style specifically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of like, over-the-shoulder survival horror Mm. style game. Actual survival horror. Well, yeah. (laughs) About that. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I mean, I guess this game does kind of hit that note mm-hmm. but it's a weird game because it is just it has just this weird tempo where it's just constantly pushing you forward mm-hmm. but it's also very dreamlike and like cerebral where like you don't really have set locations that connect to each other in natural ways mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know the dream sequences in, in max Payne. yeah it's like an entire game of that Oh, that's kind of my. That could kind of be my shit if there's a yeah. reason for it. Mm-hmm. But just like I don't know, like the overall flow of this game always just felt like disjointed and kind of uncomfortable. Which, which, which I guess again that works. That that can work for you if it's a horror game. I hmm. guess I guess maybe I secretly don't actually want a horror game. Oh right, right. You just want Resident Evil Four again. Yeah. I don't know, it just felt like this game has so many ideas and set pieces it wants to get to you mm-hmm. that it's just like kind of pushing you forward uh, real aggressively. I see. And like there's just never there's like no downtime. There's no it's like kind of, so so yeah. maybe it's 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 kind of like a loudness war kind of thing where like it can't really be a horror game because it never stops kind of to have those quieter, more tense moments. Maybe it's just it feels like it doesn't quite know what it wants to be. Mm. Mm. The the funny thing is like there's one part where I got super excited because you come to a mansion and it just looks like the Resident Evil One mansion. Oh. oh man! And it's like the game is super super linear for the most part, but like you come to this place and there's an upstairs and you know there's two f- ways you could go on the first floor and I was like, oh, I have an area to explore and it's a cool mansion. Finally, I can kind of do this at my own pace, right. and that, and then, like every three minutes, this invincible enemy comes. Oh, good! And if, and if he touches you, you just die. And I was so pissed. <laughs> and then I found out. So, like, I basically didn't want to play the game anymore at that point because I just hated the idea of this invincible enemy just right. showing up and fucking killing me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, he's really stupid as well. <laughs> So you oh, can just yeah. 
you can just go into one of the larger rooms and walk in a large yeah. circle. Yeah. And he'll be he'll, he'll be walking behind you and then just disappear he'll after just like thirty go seconds. Go away after a bit. <laughs> so it's like it's funny seeing like a real real early implementation of like a Mister X idea, but just yeah, totally flubbed basically. Yeah, just not quite working at all. It's funny because when I was first in the man first got to the match and you, you hear some thumps in this background and you're like, oh, geez, is there Here actually something out there? The answer is kind of like, no, because this character will just appear. Oh, right. And then literally one frame disappear as well. Oh, no. <laughs> like, he literally just, like, the screen turns blue and then he just... He just despawns. It's so weird. Oh, that's that's weird. Yeah. There's one area towards the start of the game that I really liked where... Like, it's this kind of village area, and you just have, like, four buildings to explore, and you can kind of do it at your own pace and clear out the enemies, and uh-huh. it felt a lot like Bloodborne. Uh-huh. And this made me think of how, like, the Souls games, I think, are at their best when they're kind of n- nicking a bit from survival horror. Yeah. Because I think those games, like most Souls games, you become too strong at the end. I'm like... Yes. Just... Those moments of having to like scramble for any advantage you can get, just looking around for items, like are my favorite parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that was my favorite part of this game, and then as well as like my favorite part of the Souls games, because I was I thought that was kind of going to be the tempo for the rest of this game, and then it just became like set piece after set piece. And then like, oh, here's, you know, here's an area that just gives you a ton of ammo and an AI buddy that will shoot anything has infinite ammo. Mm-hmm. And then here's a turret sequence, you know, mm. just relentless. Oh, jeez. Huh. Some of the bosses are not good. I... Like, not huge. good. Not good. I mean, yeah, worse, actually, now that I think about it more, I hated the bosses. Like, I think that's actually one <laughs> of the larger knocks against this. Like, the Resident Evil 2 remake bosses aren't hard. But I think that's probably for the best. Yeah, like they're 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 implemented in a way that they're kind of chunky and clunky in the same ways that you kind of expect a survival horror boss to be, but they're manageable. Yeah, the bosses in this just tend to be like kind of huge damage sponges, and maybe a little a little faster than they should be. Mm. I mean, don't forget the reception of this game was like not very good. Yeah, like, it was. I, kind of mixed but i know some people that are really into survival horror they actually really yeah. like the, this in the next game so i've heard like almost universally great things about the next game so yeah. i am going to get to that which is why i played through this one yeah like there were maybe just a few too many flaws in this one for me to really 100 percent recommend, recommend it yeah yeah i think just the flow thing is so weird when it's like how these areas just don't feel connected whatsoever. And I know that's the point, but it's yeah. like, it, there's this a point where like, you know, you've gone from like underground sewers to creepy villages, you know, dark mansions. And then you're just in the city on a turret mowing down zombies. And it's just like, <laughs> how did I get to this point? Yeah. How did this game become this all of a sudden? There's like, there's a part where you're like on a bus and a spider monster is chasing you. Like, it goes full action at some parts. Wow. Yeah. But then, like, the second to last chapter is, like, a sewer, and I'm just like, this has no... How did... What am I doing here? (laughs) 
it just it just didn't feel like a very you know near the end kind of scene it's like shouldn't we be building it felt like it was building towards nothing basically it was building to shit literally yeah and then yeah some of the bosses are real annoying because this oh that's that's what it is this game loves one hit kills oh right yeah i i do know not, that i do know not, that this is why i meant to take notes earlier i couldn't fully articulate it's like oh right every boss is like one hit kill phil and it just gets annoying mm-hmm. <laughs> because like the ai can be pretty predictable and exploitable mm-hmm. so like i'll just be redoing like the first minute of these fights like exactly the same oh. every time and then and dying and being hit kill move and then i get and then i screw up or something happens and you get one hit kill and you start over it's just like because <laughs> like you know this creepy enemy that can one hit kill you kind of stops being scary when you're able to manipulate them like yeah 100 percent of the time but then it's like oh but you have to do like the thing that damages them like eight times instead of like three yeah like that sounds like oh man they really love dr salvatore from uh resident evil 4 with his chainsaw Mm -hmm. they love that (laughs) they're gonna love if i just do it a lot in this game (laughs) yeah and there's Chainsaw Guy in this, too. Of course. <laughs> oh, good. Isn't there, there's like, a the butcher? Start. Yeah, there's, like, a butcher at the start, isn't there? There's... God, there's, like, a guy chained up at the start who's... I swear to God, it's using the exact... I mean, this game first. Sekiro uses, like, the exact same voice sample for the Chained Ogre. <laughs> it's it's super weird. Like, I'm positive they're 100% the same, but I don't want to re-download Sekiro just to grab audio from it. Oh, really? Really? But it's a I game of the swear. year, according to uh, the Game the, <laughs> the game Awards. Uh, that out-of-nowhere win. Listen, guys, we, we love you, Death Stranding, but we can't give you every award. <laughs> People will Jeff know. really, really wants to, but... <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. it's it's an okay game. I, I ended up picking up the season pass even though I know I'll hate it because <laughs> there because there's a second campaign with one of the female characters that is like a hundred percent stealth. Oh good. That sounds like and it'll I've, probably be wonderful for you. For me like people say it's pretty good. Uh-huh. It's gonna be miserable for it's me. It's gonna be I'm gonna utter be misery for you. That was that was my highlight. Um, was when you tweeted like, "I am actually really scared of you yeah. right now. I am viscerally afraid. I am, do not want to open up the cane because I am too afraid." <laughs> that was the, and that was the stupid enemy that just walks around for thirty seconds and then disappears. So I like I found the exploit on him, and then it and then it immediately stopped being scary. But just yeah, yeah. I I love how much of a gigantic baby you are. <laughs> Uh, there's one enemy in this that like it's a boss fight but you don't really have to fight him as a boss because you kill it and then it respawns like 15 seconds later oh like the respawn is so fucking quick it's just mean (laughs) because like you just have to kill it and immediately start mashing a on like the door you have to open yeah and then he'll be respawning as you're finishing it and walking towards you it's just like it's kind of (laughs) miserable like right on purpose of course right 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 it's kind and of like then, how, uh, what's that name? That stealth bastard kind of always ends at a part where yeah. you're running towards the door, but like there's a very small timer, like the light's about to get you, a turret's going to see you. It's very yeah. it's very meant to evoke that feeling of urgency. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess that's evil within. I guess that's a podcast. I, I mean, yeah. I guess that we will go ahead and call that the first podcast 2020. Let's give ourselves yeah. a nice big pat on the back. We did a great job. We're so good. It's amazing. They're going <laughs> to write books about how good we are at this someday. Can you imagine, I mean, I can you imagine the SoxCast live tour that's coming up? <laughs> can you imagine doing these live? Three hour long, three hour long shows. This three hour long shows of us sitting around talking about how bad playing River City Girls is. <laughs> it'd be good. It'd be great. Everybody come out. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for coming out. Thank you, Tinger Gemini, for the sub and the bits. Always appreciated. Um, and I guess with that, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. But before we do, John Thire, where can the internet pals find you? Faraway time. Faraway. Wait. Wait. Faraway time.itch.io. <laughs> okay. You got it. You got it. You sure? Is that the one? Yeah. It was the I was mixing up my Twitter username and okay. the website. Alright, Rhett. Uh do we want to announce anything for like Game of the Decade or stuff? Uh, or anime of the Decade? Look, we are gonna be doing a Game of the Decade thing. Uh let us get things sort of set up behind the scenes a little more <laughs> okay. for that to decide okay. how we're gonna put all that together. Uh but we will announce it probably next episode, I imagine. Uh on how be, you be can be your top of that. Pardon? They should be thinking about their top ten. Yeah, you, you should be thinking about your top ten games of the decade. That's right. We said ten. We're insane. <laughs> oh, what? boy. Oh, boy. Um, you and Taylor have a top ten albums of 2019. Two yes, podcasts on the main Those just site. went up in the last couple of days. If you're interested mm-hmm. in some of the best tunes, well, let's just face it, the best tunes that came out <laughs> last year. Mm-hmm. You can catch parts one and two of that up on the site right now already. You can grab those right now if you want to. Oh. We won't we won't stop you. We'll let you do that. Like I would I am the kind of person that if you need to download three episodes of podcasts from me at once, <laughs> I ain't gonna cry about it. It's fine. You can do it. It's all you. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.